Hello and welcome to the Salacast on Sunday, the 29th of November, 2020. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. That's what you get from staying indoors. And Robert Kemp. What, white fire? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not the, the fires specifically, but, you know, other parts of you also white. <laughs> <laughs> All over whiteness. Yeah. You see, I thought it was some sort of chicken reference. Well, I'm sure it is. <laughs> I'm sure they're not actually saying that their their football players have particularly white flies on that team. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's a pretty racist team. <laughs> Are chickens white meat because they don't get enough sun? <laughs> We've got too much feather in the way. I think it's just yeah. because they're small, right? Is that how that works? Yeah, how is that? How does that work? Because the is dark that... meat is usually deeper inside than large birds. But like a gaming but birds if you ate... and ducks are sort of darker and they're not that much bigger than chickens, Yeah, they're, are they? they're, they're kind of... Maybe they are. They're not, they're not strictly red meat, are they? But they're like a no. dark meat of some kind. But I love that word, gamey. Everyone seems to know what that means. They're like, oh, this is a bit gamey. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I don't actually know what it means at all. <laughs> like... have, you, have you never ever eaten like guinea fowl or... <laughs> do you know, do you know what I mean, Zach? I think the most, the closest bird to that end of the spectrum I would have eaten would have been dark, probably. Right. That's not quite. Yeah, that, like, so that, like, this sort of counts, but. It's yeah, gamey-er. Not, not quite. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. quite. Yeah. But no one actually, like, I bet the majority of people using that word don't actually know what they're saying. <laughs> probably. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they're, just, they're just saying it's one of those birds that I've been told is a gay bird, and therefore this must be gamey. <laughs> I'm going to say this is gamey. This this sounds smart at dinner conversation. Exactly. I mean, yeah, because who, who eats birds that have been actually hunted? <laughs> you have to be quite harsh, I, I imagine. <laughs> it's only gamey meat if you can taste the lead. <laughs> yeah, well, you get lead shot literally in the bird. I mean, I've had that before uh, once does, or twice, but it's actually rabbit rather than a bird. Mm. I guess rabbit can't be gamey then. Well, I don't know. I'd call it gamey because I don't know what I'm talking about. No, exactly. <laughs> like, what does it even mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, a it's like thing, it's right? like rich. It, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's some kind of texture, or maybe it's like because they run it's around like all fat. the time rather than um, you know, yeah, it's like sitting string, around, stringy. more stringy or something. Uh, maybe or is it kind of a like a like some sort of fattiness to it? Maybe or yeah, maybe or maybe could... not. But as you say, they've been running around a lot. Maybe it's. I couldn't tell you what gamey really means, but uh, but it, I'm going to say it anyway because I'm an idiot. Because <laughs> it sounds dumb at, at dinner. Rich bird taste. Let's go with that. It's a bit rich bird tasty. A bit rich bird taste, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? It's like, oh. it's, like, it's, it's like a bird that's been fed foie gras. Mm. Oh. That's also almost like that South Park joke, isn't it? It's like feeding a calf jerky. Yeah, I watched The Social Network last night. One of my favorite films, actually. Even though the mm-hmm. Zuckerberg and The Social Network is nothing like the real life Zuckerberg, he's actually much more human than the real Zuckerberg. Yeah. <laughs> right? He's an asshole, the guy in The Social Network, but he's like a good character. Whereas the real Zuckerberg is like a weird alien. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's that joke about how it was. He likes smoking and... their meats. <laughs> <laughs> Zuckerberg loves smoking their meats. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> and then there's the joke about uh, how the, 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 the Eduardo Saverin or whatever. Who plays him? Andrew Garfield, his character. He has to right. he has to like take care of a chicken as part of like initiation rites for one of those fancy clubs. And he feeds the chicken chicken and then he gets in trouble. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not a good idea. 
I mean, it's not a particularly helpful definition of gamey here. It's uh, having a gamey. strong flavour or smell of game. Of game? Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Wait, especially... Uh, I mean... Okay. I mean, you could this... say that about your living room. Then. I mean, yeah. I, I smell of game right now, I guess. smell of game. <laughs> but... <laughs> But, but like okay, let me just read you the definition as written on like through the Google dictionary, and like I'm a bit lost with this last bit. Like so, it says of meat having the strong flavour or smell of game, especially when it is high. High, <laughs> high game, high of what? Like <laughs> that's when they laced all of the. Yeah, is that like Danny the Champion of the World, where they put like cocaine in the. Um, oh, right, yeah. or something, and then all the, all the all their game birds drop dead because they're so high. <laughs> I don't know. It's Do you so remember weird. that? That was literally the plot. Danny, the champion of the world, was about a kid who poisoned a whole bunch of of birds. I mean, I remember reading it. I think that's what it was. Like, about. It's one of the few books I've ever read. Like, <laughs> but but I don't remember anything else about that other than you know chickens. I remember and, him poisoning a game. lot of game. I, th- I don't think they were chickens. They were something, you know, they no, were gamers, pheasants, pheasants, pheasants yeah. sort of thing. So part of the plot was definitely him mass murdering pheasants <laughs> by like. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Macaulay Culkin. Is there a film version? There's a film version, yeah, because oh, I remember what? the book I read had Macaulay Culkin on the cover, so oh. I assume there's a film version. Okay. And there's that. Um, um, uh, or who's the who's the guy that? Oh, damn, <laughs> the guy who did the Element song, Tom Lehrer. He he's got a song about poisoning pigeons in the park. Doesn't he? Do you know okay. that one? My no. pulse will be quickening with each drop of strychnine. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's a fun one. Um, poisoning hmm. birds. Oh, alternative meanings: risque, sordid, or sexually suggestive. <laughs> Gamey? Oh, Ooh, that's that's it was so gamey. <laughs> that, that food is so gamey. <laughs> okay. That's weird. That does not sound right. Oh, hello. <laughs> the the, 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 the ominous sound sorry, sorry, of everyone. USB disconnecting. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 was, that, was, that was a bit weird. It seems Ev- all right now. Everyone knows that's a bad sign when they hear that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what happened. So white thighs. Well, I've got my vitamin D supplement. It's a spray. <laughs> so you well, they're giving them out for free, apparently. Uh, I mean, I got mine from my job. They <laughs> they sent me one. D supplement. What, what do you mean? It's a spray? Like it's a you spray it in your mouth. Spray. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, you spray it like, on the skin. That would make yeah, like sense. a like a, like no, a fake no. tan, a vitamin D fake tan. <laughs> Daily oral spray. I mean, I guess, you know, normal vitamins go in the mouth, so it's probably fine. Shake well. Once opened. Okay. What, what? I mean, it doesn't actually say where you're supposed to spray it. Apart from in the mouth. In the mouth. It says oral spray. <laughs> not ocean spray. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not I supposed mean, to just, like, spray it down the back of your throat or something specific. Well, I spray it's it just, like, just shove it in there and swallow. Yeah, I suppose it, the question is, is, is it intended to absorb in via your mouth or is it just a way to get you to swallow it <laughs> i don't think so because otherwise you just no, i don't know because some people don't like pills 
that could be a reason to have it in the spray form. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Yeah. This packaging uses ocean plastic. Well, that's cool. They get it out of the ocean and made made a bottle. That's cool. I, I'm guessing. I have no idea. That might just be a brand name. <laughs> yeah, that could that could just be a face plastic green brand. Greenwashing. Yeah. <laughs> Did I? I had a conspiracy that was well, probably true. Not not conspiracy, but that the whole concept of carbon footprint was invented by oil companies to make us individually feel responsible for something. Oh damn! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh but man. How would that help them though? Well, because then because it means we all feel guilty on collectively. Us. Yeah. Rather yeah. than them, which like no matter what we do to reduce our carbon footprint compared to what they yeah, do. They they they've given you a way to analyze their problems. Yeah, but they they, they <laughs> refocus it onto you, right? Yeah, but not really though. <laughs> so you think about how many flights you take a year or whatever or whatever and then not not worry about like Yeah, but you think about how many flights you take and and it, and Via the comfort print, you're saying how much oil am I using? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oil companies, but, but you're not you, compared to industry and everything. You're not using. You yeah, know, it doesn't matter nothing, if you don't take two more flights. There's nothing a year. you can do apart from that. Like that, like you can't be like oil oil company. Totally change your processes to make oil better. <laughs> well, you can collectively, right? Sure, but or, no one does that. No, because they're focused on like oh no. I but they've shouldn't. given them. They've given you a way to rate them essentially. That can't be a good move. But it's like a different scale, an individual scale to like the way well, that you would rate them. Right? Yeah, it's a scale that exists at all. Like before, yeah. there was no way to analyze that unless yeah, you were like in that industry. I, I, I can sort of see where Dan's coming from, though, right? Because, like, okay, there may have been some, like, oh, well, it's like, oh, global warming. Ooh, and so and then, then the, the, the sort Do of your part. The corporations get together and be like, can we brand this? <laughs> Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's like you take take global warming, which sounds sounds quite doom and gloom, and then Captain Planet turns up, and then yeah. it's doom and then if, but then if you call it, oh, it's your carbon footprint. It somehow sounds less mean. Yeah, and know. it sounds this... like a kind of blitz spirit. We can all pitch in and do this together. When in fact, you know, <laughs> that's not the way to solve it, right? And also, they don't want you to. No, they don't want you to solve it. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like they've they've invented a thing that allows you to to analyze the overall problem, even if it's even if they're trying to make it put it on you. You they've still given you a, like a value to be like, well, these oil companies are bad because of, because of carbon. And before we didn't really think about it. It was just like, oh, oil, we just use it, and it's fine. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's quite like. Yeah, I think it did get bad at one point, right? The whole sort of global warming protesting and as i say save the planet cartoons kind of became a thing and then i guess the word carbon footprint comes along and it becomes ah but we can all do our part and yeah the first place did they that was kind of the whole point of captain planet they all did their was part it, was it, was, well to take down the bad guys who were just chucking oil in the sea <laughs> sure, <laughs> but that's like the, those bad guys are the companies uh, I, yeah yeah, but that's not the same message, is it? It's... Yeah, it's quite. I, yeah, I, I I see it both ways, obviously. Yeah. Like, but in in fairness, it's like most of the energy packages you can get in the UK now are they advertise themselves as, "Hey, we're a green, we're a renewable only package." Now, oh, how yeah. much of that I can actually 
believe if you know what i mean like it's like oh yeah. i'm on a like because it's just siphoned off the grid right so yeah. it's like I'm, but, I'm but i'm on a renewable only package that means all the electricity i'm receiving is is, is green yeah but it's, it's like, like all offset based isn't it like it's not literally the true but they offset it so that it is true yeah like, on average for maybe you. that's right but yeah the, the wording is just like yeah it's renewable only yeah, I mean, it's impossible because it's one grid, right? It's one bus yeah. bar, basically. So, I mean, mm. it, the, the, all the energy comes from all the sources. Yeah, um, it'd be some sort of, like, figure, wouldn't it? It'd be like, oh, the, the, this tiny portion that your total energy usage is, is, like, we can take that out of our funny renewable bank. Well, I mean, I suppose the real question about that value for us in, 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 specific, in like, the UK specifically is, like, are they counting nuclear as renewable? <laughs> I don't think it counts. No, it doesn't, does it? Because it's you can't. But it's, right, definitely... not, it's not technically renewable, but it will last a hell of a lot longer than coal and oil will. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, it's, I, I'm all for it. Did you hear they're going to build Sizewell C? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, that's one of the few ones that hasn't been cancelled at this point. Yeah, well, Hinkley Point is still going ahead, although it's way over budget, obviously. Um, I think, isn't it? Yeah, they're yeah. having all kinds of problems. Uh, but. Yeah, size we'll see. And also, like, we buy a lot of energy from France, which is all nuclear, right? We yeah. do, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, you know, there was always the, the classic story, wasn't there? Like, that it's like, oh, we have to get ready for the East Enders surge. Yeah. Right? Oh, that, like that's when... not, not a thing anymore, I don't think. Not, well, no, like, not slightly, so but not, this quite not so much way. now. Yeah. It's more easily managed now, I think, is generally the, the idea. But they have that crazy specialized power station thing in the Lake District for that, right? Where they yeah, just the pump water to the top of the hill and then just dump it down when EastEnders ends. A surge protector dam. <laughs> it's ridiculous. They use a surge to protect against surges. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like we do have quite a bit of wind. Uh, luckily. Uh, speak for yourself. <laughs> no, I think as a country, Rob as very... a nation, we are full of wind, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we take advantage of that. Um, so I don't actually cool. know, like, like how many how many non-renewable power plants do you think there still are in England at this point? Well, Drax is still going, right? That's massive. That's a huge coal-fired one. Um, I think... Is that, that nuclear plant near Oxford still running? What was it? Did did cut? If, that, if we're going down that line? Is that like, nuclear? Tech, yeah, I think, it's, I, think it, I think it had cooling towers. Yeah, yeah but the, the, the coal ones have cooling towers. Oh, right. You, you mean the big... Okay, that doesn't... Mm. Yeah, I like thought it was nuclear stuff. stuff. There's a nuclear one up... Well, there's a few nuclear ones. There's one on the northeast coast, like because you can see it from the train uh, when you're going to Ed between Newcastle and Edinburgh. Um, yeah. Uh, but I think Sizemore B is one of the more modern ones, so C, I d C should be, you know, <laughs> keep mm. us going for a while. Yeah. Right. Power. UK Energy. power. Energy. Yeah. No one I mean, should have all that power. I mean, for a long time, it was like we just bought all our gas from Russia, right? And and had all these little combined cycle ones everywhere that you can't see, right? Because they're so small. Combined cycle. Yeah, it's like really efficient gas-powered um, thermodynamic yeah, process. I suppose, I suppose that's the one that is the one that must still exist all over the place is gas. That's the one. still yeah. have tons of oil rigs and whatnot. Mm. Yeah. 
I can see the the uh, wind farm out. You know, you can see it from Felixstowe now. Oh yeah, uh, it was cool seeing the one on the Norfolk coast um, when I was up there last summer. Yeah, along with sea land, we can see sea land from there. <laughs> you can see sea land from Felixstowe. I That's think so, cool. Yeah. You <laughs> or maybe you don't. Tours. Maybe you can't. Maybe it's not actually Zealand. No, it know. could just it could just be an oil rig. I don't but know. It is, the, it is off there somewhere, right? But I don't know if it's off Felix. Though I think it's a little bit north. Is it? I don't mm, know. Maybe I, know. maybe. I can't really remember. Um, I, I always tell myself it's Zealand anyway. <laughs> well, it's definitely there somewhere. Can you do tours of Zealand? That would be. Fun. They let you on board uh, into their country. Do they actually own it like that at the moment? Because you know yeah, that it tends to be the problem with that place. It's like randomly. They sometimes yeah. pretend that it's a country. Do you need a passport to get on Sealand? I don't know. Because uh, wasn't it going to have servers for like the Pirate Bay or something at some point? Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was one plan. They were going to sink it into one of the legs and just use ocean cooling. <laughs> right. Mm. Just trying to look exactly where it is, but it's not really uh, giving me a map. Perhaps it have just gone a map. Built in 1967. Really? That's quite late. Was it built then, or was it? Oh, I no, thought it was, it was founded in 1967. Sorry. Right. I thought it was like a World War II platform or something. Maybe not. Yeah, I think it might have been. <laughs> There's a restaurant called the Principado de Sealand. <laughs> Sounds good. Oh, it might actually be on Sealand. <laughs> well, you'd hope so. <laughs> well, okay. This isn't massively helpful because there's like four dots on Google Maps that are just somewhere in the middle of the bloody North Sea. <laughs> like, <laughs> but they are all off Felixstowe direction. Right. Generally. I mean, it's not far off the coast, right? It's 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 not actually outside territorial waters, is it? I don't think. I, th I don't think so. No. It doesn't seem far enough. No. Which makes its claims and sovereignty a bit spurious. Mm. But what, what, would, what would it take for like the UK to go, all right, you're now actually doing something so illegal, we have to step in? I don't think they care. <laughs> what if there was a murder? <laughs> Someone done a murder on Sealand? You might as well go to international waters if you're going to do murders. It's like, it seems <laughs> yeah. like you just, you're just making an extra inconvenience for yourself to be like, I'm going to do this murder in a country, just not a normal country. Whereas if I just drive my boat like 10 feet further, <laughs> I could do it over what? here where, I, where it's international waters for real. But what if the Principality of Sealand doesn't have any uh, murder law? <laughs> Everything is permitted. <laughs> Nothing is true. I was watching a video about about that basically this exact conversation <laughs> where there's, there's there was like two other two other places that uh, that were like unclaimed land but like actually land land not like stupid sea platforms or whatever right where there, it's basically because of like various border disputes there's just like some parts of land that neither side really wants <laughs> <laughs> right and in a couple of cases just some random dude has been just went in we're like well i claim this land <laughs> it's fine now <laughs> whereabouts are they i think there's one somewhere around like 
the Czechoslovakia area where their borders all got fucked up during that transition period. And there's one in between Egypt and Sudan, which is just like desert. So why would anyone want it anyway? <laughs> right. So they can get a massive payday. <laughs> they can mine the spice. <laughs> You'd think that'd be the first thing they'd do, though, if they if you owned a bit of desert to just be like, right, can someone survey this for oil? I don't think I oil think is that was... common in deserts. <laughs> if really. there was oil there, then well, it is. I mean, in the no, well, yeah. well, yeah, but not like you can't just go to any random no. desert and be like oil. Certain <laughs> deserts. <laughs> yeah. you check though, wouldn't you? Just in case. Yeah. I, I, presumably, they're good enough at guessing to know that. There is an oil under there. Yeah, someone's probably already it. checked the vicinity, at least, yeah. in both of those countries. But it was unclaimed, so no one had a right to. Yeah, but the the, the countries directly next to it <laughs> probably already checked the bits that they do claim. But they might not have. <laughs> I expect oil companies would be very enthusiastic about on-land oil at this point. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. Did you know that Los Angeles was basically built on an oil field and it used to just have tons of oil pumps just all over in between the houses and shit? Yeah. Huh. It's absolutely crazy. And then that's where the volcanoes came up. <laughs> yeah, and all the tar pits and shit. It's just weird. Imagine that at the end of your street, there's just a huge oil derrick just pumping oil from underneath your house and your house subsides. Oh boy. What a weird place. I guess they'd be quite noisy, or are they yeah. noisy? Because well, they, they, they don't I move think... very fast, right? Uh, well, I think the pumps that are still there are probably not noisy. They're like they're probably specialised, but at the time they would have been very noisy. Yeah, yeah, you can just imagine the dramatic creaking that that thing makes. <laughs> those nodding donkey things, right? They're not yeah. that loud, are they? But. I don't know, but if you lived near one, it would be very annoying. Because <laughs> it wouldn't stop, right? It would just keep going all day, all night. Yeah, it's got to be hella creaky. I drink your milkshake. <laughs> and this is the What's creaky sound No country for old men. No, it's the other one. The other one. But there will be blood. Oh, yes. Drink your milkshake. Um, so yeah, that's your so, yeah. <laughs> electro-political news, <laughs> oil, oil industry news, or something, greenwashing. Uh, yeah, it's a podcast about video games. I mean, Apparently. but we leave it to the imagination for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do anything else going on with in the land of kettles and, and, and houses and things like of such nature? Mm, no movement on the house front just yet. We found we found another one we like, um, but we'll, yeah, still need to actually sell our place before we can do any of that. Mm-hmm. Hurry up, people! Mm-hmm. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs> <laughs> this is a one of a kind offer because <laughs> yeah, literally, there's only one of this house. Uh, yeah, so there's that, and uh, the wife's car is dead. Oh, pretty much, it's going to be a right pain to. Um, get the mini repaired uh, at this point is significantly enough so we're buying a new car do you guys uh, need two cars? I guess you do I mean 
under un, under what's the opposite of unprecedented un, un, in precedented times <laughs> in the, in, during precedented before times yes <laughs> then yeah yes. i guess you do yeah yeah um fair enough it would be there it's kind of it's kind of how we do things um but right now yeah we get 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 by um there's one moment where we suddenly realised, oh yeah, your car is dead, and I've got a dentist appointment today. Balls! Mm. I'm gonna have to walk to my dentist. <laughs> I fancy that. Get an Uber. No, <laughs> <laughs> can't get an Uber in Ipswich. Yeah, that's true. Not a thing. Somehow, I can't believe Soon it's enough, not a thing. Still, be robot, yeah. robot Ubers everywhere. I appreciated the walk. <laughs> well, there you go. On a mildly damp day, um, reduce your carbon footprint. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it helped my gums recover by the time a little bit by the time I went back to work. <laughs> Your funny gums. Well, yeah, because I can't do um, I can't do aerosol um based treatments at the moment, or you know, treatments that cause too much of a spray to come out of your mouth. Oh, so I can't Christ. use like electric tools or anything like that. Bloody so hell. if you get if you get a hygienist job, it's all hand scrapery. Oh, hmm. <laughs> Not the most pleasant. No. You do end up a bit sore for like a day or two afterwards. And they say like don't don't eat cold stuff after you've had one of those. And I'm like, surely like having a nice cold drink is the best way to soothe your gums right now. I'm just, I think they're more just... worried about the teeth part rather than the gums part at that point. Mm, I don't know. My more well, my gums are the problem, but Sure. Funny gums. That's, it's annoying that that's coming true. <laughs> so, what do you mean coming true? It's always true. since we said that. Like, but now it's a, now it's a legitimate problem. Whereas before it was just, oh, my gums look a bit funny. <laughs> and now, now it's actually a dental issue. <laughs> so, that's what's going on at the House of Rob. On. What about in Zegtown? There hasn't been anything going on here apart from one night it was extremely cold because because an actual fire was lit in the front room and therefore the radiators went off too early. Oh, it's the um, what's it called thermostat that yeah. ran about there. Well, apparently, apparently the radiator in the front room is just broken, so you can't turn it off. So they had to turn all the heating off in order what? to have the fire on and oh. not superheat everything. <laughs> superheated steam what why is it that like who who thought it was a good idea to have one temperature sensor controlling an entire house like well, it's because, a bit weird isn't it well, it's yeah. because like before the land of smart homes or whatever you can't you can't individually control each individual radio yeah but you could at least <laughs> you, average you... out the signal from multiple rooms so that to give someone a chance of i don't know yeah that would be better wouldn't it to be like oh one room is hot oh that might be a fire Oh, I'm not going to turn on the heating then, or, or I might turn on the heating for the rest of the house, or turn it, yeah, turn it down to a low level. Yeah, but fun. the trouble is that, like, when you have the, you know, like, like a normal thermostat in one place, you have to choose that very carefully to be like, which of these rooms is the one that you want to be warm, but then you have to set all the radiators in the other rooms to not make them super hot, which is the problem yeah. that I have because, like, sure, my room is of... way more insulated than the rest of the house. <laughs> I mean, surely in the age of a uh, carbon footprint, they could actually make it so the radiators just, you know, adjusted themselves. Well, yeah. Each radiator. Go for a smart home solution. You need, yeah. you need Wi-Fi or whatever. Nested to connect or, to the... or not even that far, maybe. Like, standardise it so it's in the 
pipe control or something. Well, yeah, maybe so you the boiler, attach so the some kind of like thermostat directly on like the valve yeah. in the room. Maybe. I mean, I think yeah, I think you can get those actually. Thinking about it, yeah, I think maybe. you can replace the the valves on your on on the radiator. You know, the little twizzly, annoying, twizzly crappy ones, bits. Yeah. But possibly that might be less efficient. Like if the boiler has to keep turning on and off all the time, rather than just do one big burst. Maybe it depends on what kind of boiler you got and what kind of combination sort of system. If you're like using hot water from tanks, still, then that might actually not actually be so bad. I don't think anyone's using hot water from tanks still. We've got a tank. The place we looked at mm. that we like had a massive ass tank. Yeah. It's not that unusual, like, and it's I don't know. It's I know becoming no, less usual. It's becoming less usual. Yeah. I, mean, I think we've like got that. a weird hybrid system, and that it's technically a combi boiler, but it's also got a tank. It's it's strange. I mean, I wish we had a tank because then our water pressure would suck less. <laughs> if it sucks, that's probably the wrong kind of pressure. <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, I thought it was hilarious that we uh, discovered when we had bad water pressure in the house that it's like. Oh, wait, that's because nobody actually fully opened the isolator after we moved in. It's like it's always been a little bit closed off. Uh, and like, really? Oh, that's why the water doesn't get upstairs very well. <laughs> because the entire <laughs> time you've had it partially shut off. Yeah. I think great. we mentioned this before last time we talked about this. It's like, I feel like I need to check that in our house, just in case, like when we last had the boiler service or whatever, it got turned off and didn't get fully turned back off. But it's always been like this since we've had this boiler, and it's been serviced since then, so you know. Mm. If they failed twice in that way, that would be acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really the most annoying thing is like we have somehow we've developed like 1980s shower where if someone turns on the water, the temperature of the shower changes. Right. Oh, <laughs> God. Like, that's, like, that's that should not worst. be possible in Classic this shower. day and age, for God's sake. I mean, the pressure changes online, but not the temperature. Yeah, we get that. But the problem with that is, that makes it much, much worse is that our washing machine being a like modern washing machine injects water in like small bursts so if you happen to be having a shower while the washing machine is going the temperature never stabilizes it's just constantly changing very hard cold <laughs> mario taking a shower i'm so sure it's a very simpsons joke as well about that well yes it's like it's like an 80s joke. joke it's like yeah. there's just <laughs> This should not be happening any longer, for God's sake. Damn you modern houses, as I always say. Your house is badly designed. Well, no, but the part of it that is the most modern, right. the boiler and the shower. Right. <laughs> and the bits that suck. Yeah. <laughs> new stuff. I guess that's more to do with the actual pipe work, right, in the shower. That's because the shower has to be the thing that changes yeah, the, how the shower it's is outputting. Heating them. Heating the water directly because it must just. It, oh, you've got an electric shower, have you? Right, yes, that's what I'm talking about. It's an oh, electric shower. shower, and then obviously because when the water pressure changes due to other water usage, that's what affects the temperature of the shower because the water's going through it faster or slower. Oh, I understand now. I thought the electric shower would just do a better job. Of, no, you'd think you know, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I guess it. You know, it can only react so fast. I suppose. Yeah. For safety's reasons as well. Safety, what? <laughs> like because burning you, like we need to make sure people can burn themselves. Well, no, it's the opposite of that. It's like if the, <laughs> if the water flow suddenly dropped off really quickly and it just ramped the temperature insanely high. 
Yeah, I've been doing some level of it, but clearly not enough. So you guys got sort of Boris um, friendly Christmas plans? <laughs> Boris friendly? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't think we've. I don't think we've had a Christmas where like anyone has been over this house for the last two or three years. So. <laughs> It's not really bothering us, I guess. Really? Well, I mean, not even does your you. sister not come back to or visit? Or I think that's the only person, and she's been over here tons anyway because of the baby. So you know. I mean, right. I didn't know. Congrats. <laughs> that's old news at this point. Um. Okay, is she in like one of those bubble things with you? parents or whatever i mean i i assume so <laughs> okay or is it just like i'll bubble. just cheat cheat the cheat the system cops will beat your house at any minute yeah, yeah. <laughs> they will now. Like, what about you know the other side of the family <laughs> do they not do they do they has it been decided that we're the ones that care <laughs> but that's the whole thing there isn't it there's the whole thing about this the, like the bubbling system and the household limits and all that it's like you're making you're having to make sacrifices somewhere yeah. So I don't, I you know, I don't care. <laughs> and Christmas is not going to change for me in any way, probably. I, I mean, just I can't, can't. It means I can't go over to Rob's house, eat too much pizza, pizza, and then throw up like I did that one time. Oh, I bet, I bet you could. Oh. I bet you could. We can still do that. I reckon you could be my one household, <laughs> or whatever, whatever the rules are. I don't know. Yeah, really. yeah no, Christmas that's... though, right? That's what the stupid rule is. Three households, yeah. So te- <laughs> technically. But it's not all at once, is it? So could you cycle them out? I can't remember. Like, can you I like, don't think trade you could, one house yeah. at a time? No, probably not. Hmm. Um, yeah. Designated. Are you? Yeah, but you're not a whole household. You're just. <laughs> yeah, but that's not how you're that like works. A... <laughs> <laughs> I'm also not living entirely by myself, which would be how that would. Work yeah, if that's how that would work. Yeah. But if that was true, you'd just have a permanent support bubble. I mean, I guess. And then, and then, even lockdown doesn't count. Then costs a lot for that perma bubble. Perma. You only get that in the in the late game. <laughs> it's a perk for the for living on your own. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you call that a perk, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't really plan for. It's not a secret anymore. I'm not really very festive anymore. No longer festive. No. The Grimbo joy has left. Couldn't couldn't give a monkey's, honestly. Um, It's like, sure, I like the fact that everyone's on holiday and you get a chance to see everyone normally. Um, Possibly for too long in some some familial cases. (laughs) But... (laughs) (laughs) Um, but but you know it's, it's that's kind of the the one thing I don't care about any of the rest of it. I don't have the cheer. Yeah. Well, we'll still be doing some kind of crimbo limbo gameo Euro. I mean, yeah, it's the time. Have Everyone, at least one podcast. Everyone's about the goatee. That's true. I only just learned what goat stands for. Like that keeps coming <laughs> up of all the time. End. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a hip hop thing. Yeah, it just sort of kept coming up on like various YouTube videos, and I'm like, "What? What are you talking about? What? What are you saying, goat? Yeah, it's like Goat Simulator, that bigger thing. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds so stupid. I think that's why it's good. 
Who's the goat? <laughs> it's pretty dumb. It's not a donkey, not a goat. News. <laughs> news. Yeah, we're, we're padding for time, you might have guessed. Yeah, why? Because there's no news. There's no news. Moving on. Games. Games. I mean, there's tiny, tiny shreds of news, isn't there? Like Square saying Avengers the didn't scraps. sell as well as they would have liked, which is admittedly what they say about every game ever. But Come on, Square, get it together. But I can believe it in Avengers' case. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Nintendo news. Uh, Mario Maker is no longer accepting new courses on the Wii U. The Switch version's fine. You're safe. You're good. Don't panic. That is slightly strange, though, because you'd imagine that they work on the same system, right? I know, Mm. but Nintendo, I think they've been fairly quick to turn off games with online functionality in the past. Yeah, but, but it's, yeah, I guess it's, I guess it's weirder in Mario Maker's case. Yeah, they're probably like, patching the new version and can't be bothered to patch the old version. Well, it's because it's the same game. Oh, maybe. Like, yeah. you'd think they they must be using the same server, right? Uh, I, well, I wonder if it's like if it's a security fix or something like that, something in like at protocol level, where it's just like, oh, hey, hey, the Wii U doesn't have that level of security, so sod it, I guess. <laughs> Or, you know, maybe they're just trying to incentivize the remaining stragglers to just buy a Switch. <laughs> I mean, I that's... there's that many. <laughs> no, I guess Mario Maker 2 is enough of an upgrade, I guess. Because it's got all the Mario Maker 1 stuff in it. Yeah, if you like Mario Maker, then... Well, well. not all of it, actually, isn't it? Isn't it missing, like, all the crazy Amiibo stuff? And mm, I think some all, of it. All the, all the costumes and things. But the core pieces, anyway pieces uh if you really love that gamecube controller and think that's the way that super mario sunshine was supposed to be played you're in luck because you can do that now on the switch version oh good with the um uh smash brothers um gamecube well any gamecube controllers because the smash brothers controllers are you know fully gamecube compatible as well theoretically although i've never tried right what what do you need again? Some kind of adapter thing. There's an adapter, yeah. There's right. a USB device that has, that takes up two USB ports, bizarrely. But then you can um, plug wish... four GameCube controllers into it. I do still wish that they had made actual legi- legitimate USB GameCube controllers. That would have yeah. been a much better solution. <laughs> that would have been nice. I never tried... I, a bit in my head, it's always like, I should probably try that adapter on PC and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> see if it's even possible to, to get that working. See what a PC makes of two USB ports for some reason. Yeah, because then I could try playing F-Zero, the, my Dolphin emulated version of F-Zero GX with a GameCube controller, and it's like, this is this is the real stuff. Yeah, that'd be good. Although, probably running at a higher frame rate and resolution. <laughs> no, not so much frame rate, you can't really Oh, you that. can't really push it, okay. With, From, you know, on 60. Yeah, I mean, too many, too many games are designed for their frame rate, right? So it's yeah. not generally a good idea. Fair. Um but uh, you can you can definitely up-res it. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so there's that. What else is going on? Uh, IO Interactive, the uh, previously owned by Square Enix developers that are famous for the Hitman series, or the current Hitman. I oh, know, it's probably all the Hitman games, I guess. But yeah, they're 
doing well for their current line. Is it the World of Assassination Trilogy, they call it? Assassination. Assassination. <laughs> Assassination. But they're, they're, uh, they're, they're kind a bond of... Game. <laughs> they're making a Bond game. Yeah. That was the appropriate accidental accent you did there. This is my, uh, yeah, <laughs> my, my Sean Connery tribute. The late Sean Connery. Yeah. Yeah, so they're making a, they're making a Bond game. Because I guess they're done with Hitman for a while. Now that they've finished their trilogy. Uh, that could be cool. I, it could be cool. I mean, I mean, absolutely no idea what they're doing it on. Is it like, is it going to be like covered in Daniel Craig, or is it going to be like just some kind of separate Bondy thing? I mean, how many good Bond Bond games have there been? Goldeneye. Uh, that's it. <laughs> I mean, that's that's clearly the best. I mean, that one on Wii wasn't the Goldeneye remake wasn't terrible. Yes, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> but it I was mean, it was, all, it was all right. Okay. Uh, it was a different game, but it was all right. <laughs> Um, was, was, was there, there wasn't there one, that one where they there was a a game specific Bond story or something like didn't have didn't have that singer oh, I can't remember her name now that wasn't there there a singer involved that was in it it was like a three sixty era Bond game I think that rings a bell yeah I can't remember what it was called now right. um, or who the singer was I think it had Daniel Craig in it. But... <laughs> What could you do? Maybe you could do a, like an Alpha Protocol style RPG or something. I mean, yeah, that would be kind of sweet. I guess IO would probably be able to I, do that. You know what it is? It's just going to be a skill on Hitman, isn't it? Well, yeah. Probably. Bond turns up at a giant party and kills a dude. Well, he is 007. Um, and then drives away very quickly. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I mean, I it might be kind of cool if they could just or maybe if they could like extend Hitman to include more like just open combat, like Bond sometimes gets into. Yeah, <laughs> less that, about full stealth. That could be good. Yeah, I think so, it'd be cool all... if they did a kind of, um, you know, Black Ops style kind of through the through the sixties, you know, through the generations kind of thing. Oh well, they didn't. They didn't. They do that as well, wasn't it called like Bond Legends? Right. Okay. I don't mean literally have the different actors, but I just mean like have a story that goes is is set in the past. Screw it. Set it in the sixties. I'm all for that. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd be be more up for that than like a modern Bond. um, Yeah. (laughs) Game personally. You hype at all for that new Bond film? No. (laughs) Apart, I mean, (laughs) I mean. I'm hyped for that. What I can't remember her name, but she, where she's in a ridiculous ball gown firing Uzis. But I think most of the <laughs> most of the shots of her in the movie are probably in that trailer. So <laughs> I'm I'm good with just having the trailer. I think I keep getting her. Is she the same? I, can't, I think I'm getting she's her the mixed one up from somewhere else. But is she the act- oh right from Knives Out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Also a good film. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she's going to be barely in it, but yeah, it's worth it for the visual. As it were, I keep getting the, I, the thing. I keep getting confused. Is I'm pretty sure there's there's an actress in the Bond film that's also in Death that might have played uh, not quiet um, some other stupidly named character in Death Stranding. Oh. I mean, lady with, spiky, <laughs> I lady with the spiky suit. That's just how much death. Oh, Stranding I remember now. yeah, her name was. <laughs> um, <laughs> my name's. I'm fragile, but I'm not that fragile. fragile. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she just it. pronounces it like five different ways. Fragile, fragile, fragile. fragile. <laughs> yeah, she is in it, isn't she? Fragile. Yeah, I think I think it's the yeah. same person. Oh, fragile. That was stupid. Not as stupid as Quiet. Quiet was really stupid. 
<laughs> she breathes through her skin. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, fucking, <laughs> fucking, totally silent boobula lady who's uh, <laughs> Who suffering from, at all, suffering from some form of wild back, yeah, <laughs> yeah, wild back, yeah. Oh, that was just so ridiculous. I never used her at all because she looked so stupid in the helicopter with no clothes on that, like, I literally, I just took D-Dog for every single mission, so I have no idea what Quiet is like. I think I, I think I used Quiet quite a lot. But she does, um, she does lean into you in the, in the helicopter. Ugh. Kojima knows what he's doing. <laughs> Unfortunately, he does. Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, yeah. So there was that news. What else we got? Seriously, what else we got? Um, I don't know. I was wondering about the Cyberpunk release because I got slightly confused. And like, if you say you're going to buy a PS5, mm. and you've, um, I think you have to get the PS4 version of Cyberpunk, and then you play it in backward compatibility mode on PS5 until right. they release a patch next year that will give you the full experience. But I don't think you can buy a PS5 box copy of Cyberpunk at all. And no, I don't know if there I, will be one. And then I and guess I, you just live with oh, a no, PS4 there probably will. box for Cyberpunk. I think there almost forever. certainly will be one. I reckon they'll put that out. Um, right. uh, I, think, I think it's the same is true on the Series X. I don't think there's going to be a strictly next-gen version out this year yeah the first version is going to be the bone version so you just um, you have to know to buy the version for the old console for the new console that's going to be yeah, it's, it's it's good that they've kind of actually said at least on the PlayStation because it's not guaranteed on the playstation side right that if you buy the the old version you're going to get the new version on on, on some games right whereas yeah you but know, i think if, for this it whereas is whereas on, on xbox they just have to slap the smart delivery tag on it and it's oh, there, yeah, there, yeah, there, and there you go system, oh right yeah. okay you know yeah but I think for Cyberpunk, which is probably the biggest release, they are promising that you get the full game, right? Or for, for both systems. Makes sense. Um, but it's not 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 confusing, in my opinion. Uh, the Add fact that nuts. you have to buy your brand new <laughs> brand new game in back compatibility mode is a bit weird. It'll probably run really well though. Even yeah, it like, does. It, like in back compatibility mode it might run better. <laughs> that oh, it risk. does, yeah. I think it does. Uh, run better than on a PS4 Pro, um, but you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, it won't be able to take those those PS4 and the Bone versions aren't going to be able to take advantage of the um, some of the new architecture features. No. Let alone, you know, so you end up with that. Hey, backwards compatibility isn't 100 percent representative of the power boost of the new machines. No, because you won't. I don't think. I mean, you won't get the uh, ray tracing until that. Oh, you definitely won't get ray tracing. Yeah. yeah. Whereas on the Um, PC, you'll get ray tracing like straight out of the box, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But I I just mean it's other subtle little things like, hey, if you want to make use of Microsoft's velocity architecture, um, you can't if you're doing, if you're designing it for the previous console. Like, I'm Um, sure it plays well. It's just a bit of a weird, they've been so long putting this game out that it's in like a weird limbo time now where they don't, (laughs) when they have like, what version am I getting? (laughs) Yeah. It's still technically coming out in a couple of weeks, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's coming out this year. They haven't deleted the game yet. <laughs> Not yet. They can't really anymore. I think there's physical copies of it out in the yeah, wild. Yeah, it's got leaked, yeah. I think. Yeah, there's, there's there's some reports that you know people are playing it. <laughs> yeah, so unpatched home versions of it got out. Yeah. Um, 
well i'm not hype but i'm not really hype about anything so <laughs> anymore so there you go i mean it's kind of a big deal right it's yeah like... it's, it is a big deal yeah i mean uh, it, it, it might magically turn out to be the new deus ex and then i'll be all in but i, I, I <laughs> yeah. just don't really feel one thing that made me feel better about it is all the kind of stuff that i thought was really trite and um like um just sort of generic cyberpunk as in the genre i've now realized that that's all from cyberpunk the board game from the 90s like right yeah. so the fact that it's called night city i'm like oh that's so stupid and it's like oh right that's just straight this that's this the original world name. exists yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was always stupid <laughs> that's fine it's not their fault yeah yeah i think but that's kind of that's kind of great actually in a way because it means there's a whole kind of like get out of jail card over this yeah, entire game right? they can be as dumb as they want and it's like it's fine it probably already it's part existed. of the law yeah yeah that's, that's, that's kind of law. that's just kind of how cyberpunk is in general really isn't it <laughs> the concept <laughs> of cyberpunk you can get away with practically anything <laughs> kind of but they they ground it don't they like blade runner and uh which is yeah. you know I'm, I'm classing as cyberpunk here i think um, it's just about cyberpunk isn't it Blade Runner. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's enough. Yeah, it's it's light. Neo noir. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or or even Deus Ex itself is definitely cyberpunk. Let's face it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like it's a bit more grounded, <laughs> right? Even though it's pretty similar themes. But the the Deus Ex approach was take every real world conspiracy theory and just mash it into one game. Yes, all the conspiracies. All the conspiracies. They're all connected. <laughs> Which was quite cool. Now it would be like QAnon and all that bullshit. <laughs> Pizza gay. <laughs> Can you imagine a modern day conspiracies? Like, yeah, they're boring. Or, and also they're kind of all the same one. Yeah. <laughs> There's not nearly enough aliens or like <laughs> Illuminatis. Illuminati yeah. alien. Well, the Illuminati stuff. Well, the Illuminati of... one is just kind of all the conspiracies as well, technically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now it'll be like about election fixing and Russians, right? <laughs> That's all you've got to go on. That's true. There wasn't much Russian stuff going on in Deus Ex. Was there? You never go... I can't remember. No, the it was the Chinese. Oh, it was the Chinese. Yeah, it was all the Chinese, right? Because it was Hong Kong and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it'd be North right. Korea, yeah. won't it? Of course it would. They just have to swap China for North Korea and there you go. Problem solved. We'd be North Korea. No one's going to believe that. That was like home front no. when the North Korea invades the US and everyone was like, this is super dumb. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, Deus Ex, they just yeah, carried like, on for... with the Chinese theme, right? So even in the more modern ones, like you actually go to Shang um, Shanghai and stuff, right? Shenzhen. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. They just roll into Who knows what goes on there? It could be like a. It's all. It's all behind some kind of cyber curtain, and it's all. But then Blade Runner, nineteen eighty-two, like it was set in Los Angeles, but everyone's speaking like Chinese, right? Because they mm. saw that coming, right? <laughs> and Firefly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we will see. Is there? Does, is there a bunch of Chinese, uh, Asian influence in? Um, Cyberpunk? There must be. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised because part of cyberpunk's general aesthetic is, you know, a bit of Tokyo, right? And the the sort of the that neon that whole stuff. style of neon jungle. Yeah, it's ironic, really, isn't it? Because in Hong Kong now, which was the neon 
like all the neon signs are like historic now and they're mm. incredibly hard to because they're super power inefficient so everything's leds now which yeah, is like yeah. just doesn't look as cool as the neon the neon is gone i mean there's a lot of stuff that isn't neon stuff like <laughs> like a great deal of tokyo was just like basic ass lit up signs right it wasn't all neon there was a lot of like here's a bit of well, I don't think here's, was... here's a box with a light behind a poster. I don't know if it was ever all like neon, neon, like because neon tubes are not actually the easiest thing to make sight out of. No, it wasn't no, easy, not. but there, you know there was some real craft to it. I think in Hong mm. Kong, sure, but like time. not everyone, not li- like literally everyone had them. It was like no the famous areas. ones, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's all gone. Giant video screens, like um, Piccadilly Circus. More effective advertising, I guess. Well, because you can change them. You can change them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they just don't look as cool. Um, yeah. Cyberpunk. Hopefully, still good. Hopefully, good. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully, good. Just need to give it a chance and not be like, I, I don't, I feel like I'm going to be hypercritical of all the dialogue and be super aware that it's cheesy and stupid. Just, you well, just, just let it alone. <laughs> just let it be stupid. Hopefully you won't have to give it a chance in the same way you had to, that people had to give like Witcher 2 and 3 a chance of just like the start of the game is just ass. <laughs> yeah, it could be though. Yeah, we'll see. A bit skeptical of the class, you know, you choose one of the choices is you start in the desert or something. Oh, weird. Rather than in the city. But then you'll have a nice moment where you'd find that. Then you end up out there or whatever. But that could be a great option because then you have like the the whole city reveal. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it depends what it actually means by the desert, of course. Because yeah. in Cyberpunk, you could be talking about just like a huge junk pile, essentially. Yeah. We shall see. Anyway, that's the news. Not very much. Uh, that, that may be what we will be playing, but what are we playing right now? I guess the Game Awards can't be far away, thinking about yeah. it. Yep, start of December. Yeah. So any, there might be some announcements coming. for... Well, Last of Us. Well, I mean, the game win everything, isn't it? Yeah, all of the Game Award nominations have been published now, um, and yeah, Last of Us is tipped to win the majority of them. It seems. What other games have we got? Animal Crossing. Yep, that's the upper. Yeah, that, main that's one. up there. I think Assassin's Creed is up for a few things. All oh, right. Um, maybe I'm doing this all for memory. I don't know, but um, I wouldn't be surprised because it's not. It, if you think about twenty twenty, it's not actually a particularly big game year. No, because none of the the new consoles have big launch titles. No. Uh, Cyberpunk is the one, right? I guess, and it hasn't happened. <laughs> well, it's and it, a it, it didn't. It, game. Exactly. Yeah, it didn't make the cut because it's too late. Oh, yeah. Ghost of Tsushima, I guess. Oh, Hades was up for quite a few things. Uh, Doom Eternal's on there. Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, FF Seven remake. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I keep forgetting that happened. Yeah. yeah, they just went. Yeah, which is bad because I really, really want to play it, but I'm sort of holding back to potentially play it with Zach. But I really enjoyed the demo, and then I read that that part is the opening part is the best part. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I've heard, I've heard the whole game is 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 good. All oh, right, okay. 
no, 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 no. I reserve that judgment until I have played it and then give it a Rob review. Yeah. Are you so not going to do... But, it's, but, but all of this is crap. Another happy <laughs> salad series on that, on that game. I mean, we've been tempted, right? But it's like... I feel like that game I want to play properly before we do a video. Ah, oh, okay, like, fair enough. Why, though? I don't know. Just... You think we're not going to play it properly in our video? No, we'll what be we did playing it to get to the seven? end. Well, for the, we didn't grind in seven all that much. We avoided yeah, because all we that. Because we didn't have to. That was the trick. Because we knew, we knew where to go. But like in a modern game, that's not going to be nearly as much of a problem, right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> it would be not. better designed than Final Fantasy VII was originally. Man, it would take us forever, though. Yeah, by the time you finish it, there might be part two might be done. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just go right into the next video. It'll be very, very convenient. Right, but what have you been playing over the past couple of weeks? Uh, Rob. <coughs> Me? With my reputation. Uh, oh, God, I can't get this off my chest. Let's talk about Doom Eternal. Because I because I finished that thing yesterday. Crash. Doom crash. <laughs> orb. Orb. What's that? Was it just orb? <laughs> I orb. think so, yeah. Orb. Ranger. That was the... Yeah. I, can't, I cannot think of those Quake 3 sounds now without thinking about how we modified Revolt to play those sound effects instead. But like... So it's like when you're upside down and it's going doom, 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 doom. doom, doom. Jump here to reach the armor. <laughs> Humiliation. You, know, you can unlock the Quake 3 intro music as, as something you can play in Doom Eternal. Um, that's, <laughs> that's really weird. And it's got these albums you can find, and it's just like random tracks from Doom's history. Like, so there's, there's like Doom's history of Quake. <laughs> of, yeah, Quake 3 is in there as well. Quake Champions is in there as well. Um, Quake 2 is in there, which is actually great because <laughs> you know, Quake 2 soundtrack is great. Um, the Nine Inch Nails one, <laughs> no, Quake 2 was Sonic Mayhem. Oh, uh, which, Quake oh, that was 1 Quake, was Nine it? Inch Nails, yeah. yeah. Um, which isn't in there because I guess they couldn't relicense it or something. I don't know. Right. Um, uh, yeah, I. Hmm. <laughs> I don't. I like. I don't know how I feel about Doom Eternal. I really don't. It is. I. It has ripped and torn me. <laughs> it's torn asunder. Yeah. It's. It's an odd one because. Okay, I was a little bit hesitant about it last week or last podcast when i was just getting started with it and that's that's kind of fine because there's definitely a easing into it with with doom there's definitely a uh, a curve to you becoming familiar with its systems and i think the game in my case at least i was not outpacing the game the game was outpacing me a little bit it was it was introducing stuff faster than i was really getting a grip um and that's that's exacerbated a little bit by the fact that you are quite weak at the start of the game and you become quite a lot stronger by the end of the game in terms of like your raw health and how much armor you can have and how much ammo you can carry. So I was really struggling for ammo at the start of the game. And in fairness, in some sections towards the end of the game, I was also quite struggling for ammo. But it teaches you what is the, the fundamental of that game and that is to mix up your combat. You have to mix up the combat, otherwise you're going to be missing out on resources. And I think... In, in principle, that system really works. Um, when you get the flow down in a decent fight, um, 
switching between I need to be glorying killing that guy because my health's running low to being like, okay, my armor's a little low, so I'll flame a few dudes and I'll get armor out of them when I kill them. Um, uh, to then being like, okay, I'm running low on ammo now. I need to chainsaw a dude, but I need to, I've only got enough fuel for the fodder enemies, so I need to go find a little guy in the middle of the fight and just chainsaw that guy for right. armor. Uh, for, for ammo, sorry. And you're you're managing that this sort of loop um, in the middle of a fight. And at its best, that feels great. It really does. Like it's it's a nice system, and it's a you know they changed that a little bit from from Doom twenty sixteen, where like your, the chainsaw was kind of your uh, oh god, I need any I need stuff, anything, just help me out. And that's why chainsaw fuel was so rare, right? In the, and like precious in the first game because it was like oh god, help me out, and you chainsaw a thing, and it would be like ah, oh, I'm good now, let's carry on. Uh, whereas yeah, now it's a tool. Um, it's not it's not your get out of jail card. Um, uh, and yeah, when that's all, when that's that's flowing well, and you're in a good, it, it really works, and it feels great. Um, I think, I think, and uh, let's stay on the positive for a bit. And I think it's like towards the middle <laughs> portion of the game, as um, as you're getting a bit stronger, um, you do get to a point where it's like, okay, I've, I'm, I'm getting you, game. I'm figuring this. I'm figuring out the balance of how to use, how to manage my my combat skills and my utilities and my ice bomb. And uh, and switching between the weapons when I need to to take out the weak points of certain enemies, which is a thing as well now. Um, so I can right. I can manage all of this. Great. No, this is starting to feel really nice. Um, uh, and the arenas aren't get, go through a phase of being not quite so annoying as they can be at the start of the game. So as you're, you've got room to move about, and I'm not really getting uh, getting, getting stuck anywhere. I can I can I can rip and tear. This feels great. Um, so towards the middle of the game, I think it goes for some real real highs um but then it 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 really starts to fall apart for me at the back half like utterly fall apart like not even just a little bit fall apart like really really go down the drain it's it's like so yeah so you're getting stronger and they 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 keep at throughout the the, like the first two-thirds of the game they're still adding mechanics so you eventually end up with this sword called the crucible which basically one shots anything you want but you only get three charges with it and the charges are very rare and those that's that that's a becomes a bit like your chainsaw right from the first game that you don't you don't really get anything for using it but it's like you can insta kill anything you want with it right um which is great it's helpful if you're really in a bind um or one of the massive oh i forget what they the tyrants i think they're called where they're like three story high <laughs> guys like spawn into a level and it's like okay they're gonna be a pain in the ass to kill with everything else going on so i'm just gonna crucible that guy right now um so that, that's i mean they add that and you've also got your ice bomb which you have to switch to your grenades too so there's a grenade switch button on the d-pad so you're switching to that um <laughs> as well and your crucible is on right d-pad and then while you're dealing with all of that i'm holding rb to switch to weapons which you're doing quite a lot but it never feels like it slows down time quite a lot so you're uh, quite enough so you're not putting yourself in danger while you're weapon switching. So, okay, I'm trying to learn how to quick flick it. To, I just tap the button and flick the stick in order to select the right weapons, which occasionally goes wrong. So I'll switch to the like, which you'll get wrong because there's eight weapons, and you know you might flick it slightly off center. And then, uh, yeah, you, oh, and then you're managing your mods, so you can press up on the D-pad at any point to switch the mods on your guns to switch to a different thing that may be more effective against certain types of demons. And it's like, all right, there's a lot going on, but I can master it. So then the game decides to just be like, all right, 
now I'm going to throw you in some arenas that aren't big enough for the amount of enemies that I'm throwing at you. And your primary cause of death is going to be I'm stuck in the corner whilst everything wails on me. And that is no fun at all. No. Like, it means that death doesn't feel like I ballsed up this sequence. It feels like stuff just spawned around me and I had nothing I could do. Which also happens, by the way. Things can literally just spawn like in some of the bigger fights, like right on your face, and you're like, I can't see anything, and I can't shoot through this while it's spawning. Uh, so it's, I like, I, so I've got to change my direction and dodge around it, and it's it's too much of a cluster. It's just too far, too much going on for me, anyway. To really, I think it, I think it shoots itself in the foot by just throwing. They don't, they don't feel smartly designed. I guess is my problem with it. Right. It just feels like, well, here's a room. That's just what we're going to throw in this time, right? And it's like, and I, and there, are, there are, there are mechanics in the game, like the, or the certain arenas in the game that are just, they're just garbage. They really are. They're just like bad. There was one point where I spawned into a tiny, tiny little room, and it put, and it brings in a couple of cybermancubus, which are big, hulking, <laughs> both long-range and short-range death machines that have area-of-effect attacks that can land on the floor and stay there. And I'm in this tiny little room, and I'm like, how the goddamn do you expect me to fight this effectively? Um, uh, like, so I end up uh, like dropping back and falling off a ledge and into a, into a previous room and being like, right, come come to me down this uh, choke point, which they then decidedly didn't. <laughs> they didn't yeah. follow me down there. So it's like, they, but the moment were. I go up up there onto the ledge, it's like I'm suddenly in a wall of death <laughs> where they're all just there. And it's like, ah, oh, I can't, I can't get around this section. It's like, there's just, there's just moments like that scattered through, especially the back half of the game, where it's just like this is garbage. It's like so it's like the, mostly the arena design rather than the enemy design, or, or... Uh, well, yeah, it's the, it's the arena design combined with just how much they throw at you, right? And that is absolutely compounded in the last level, which has some of the biggest fights in the game, um, and conveniently on, on on occasions some of the biggest arenas, so it's a little more manageable in spots. But you still get the problem where something can spawn right next to you where, that you don't really realize. Or I don't feel like I can have a proper fight with anything because I'm constantly having to move around, just try and do the loop. But then I'm missing getting resources because I'm doing the doing a loop rather than focusing on getting rid of nasty targets. And I'm and I'm sure in some of the fights where it's like if you're not killing quick enough, things are still spawning. Right. So like there's like a spawn over time I think in some fights rather than the spawn when you kill every I mean it's probably both there's probably some combination of things. So there were definitely some fights where it's like all right unless I dispatch these guys quickly I'm going to get overwhelmed and it's and stuck in the corner which is fine but it means I take it might take a, cu- a couple of attempts um to do it right. Which then leads me to the extra life system which I can't work out is a go- if it's a godsend or one of the worst designs in this game <laughs> because it means it like it totally mitigates the problem where if you just get utterly wailed like stuck somewhere and it's like there's nothing i can do right now i'm just gonna die because i'm i'm stuck in a corner um you'll not die you'll burn a life and you'll come back on some amount of health but you'll still be like uh vulnerable whilst you're respawning so you can still get hurt quite a bit before you get out of the corner but then at least you're back in the fight and you've burnt your life um uh which is which feels kind of like you're cheating the whole time to some extent because it's just like well if that went wrong i'd quite like to do that encounter again but you've just burnt a life and so i'm doing just carrying on as if nothing mattered um so i don't know if that feels great 
but then it's that's sort of weirdly made worse by the fact that if you tr- if you did burn a life during a fight and you choose to reload the checkpoint and go like you know what i want to have another go at that i want to do it better your lives that you burnt stay burnt you don't oh. get them back by reloading the checkpoint and saying i want to do this again it's like no they're gone <laughs> it's it's like your light your your one-up stash is is permanently lost okay um, which i think is weird i mean you can go like if you really want to you can go and replay older missions and I think you can get all the one-ups again, so you could actually restock if you re- fancied replaying old levels. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, is actually kind of fun once you've powered up. Right, right. <laughs> like right. You, ta- yeah. you take your fully powered-up Slayer and go and play the early levels, and it's just a walkover. It's great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and and actually, like, kind of leads me to the to another one of my problems, which is I think like okay, Doom twenty sixteen had this as well, but you're spending a lot of time looking, stopping, and looking at the map and checking for secrets. Um, in between fights, which you need to do because that's how you power up a lot of stuff, um, and it sort of ruins the flow of what Doom is for me. Like, like I'm, uh. I'm, I'm having, I'm stopping all the time and being like, okay, there's a, there's a route up there. Now I'm looking around the environment and doing the stuff, and all I really want to be doing is, you know, kind of doing Doom stuff. Well, the trouble <laughs> is that, like, technically. That is being faithful to like original Doom. Yeah, yeah but there is so much of it. There's like there's like levels where there's twenty or thirty odd collectibles in 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 every level, and you're you you need to find them because you don't you're not one hundred percent sure, at least until you power up your suit later on, whether they are actual power ups or they're just collectibles. Um, and it yeah, gets a bit. There was a better way to solve that problem because, like, yeah, I don't. If know. you're thinking about old Doom, you're either looking at the map or you're just rubbing against every wall hitting E. <laughs> yeah, well, Doom, the power-ups are only really like, oh, you're going to get some more health, or you're going to get some ammo, or maybe a gun early. Um, throughout that campaign, I guess. Whereas here, it's like, oh no, this is an upgrade point. I need to spend on my suit, which is a permanent upgrade, and. Or this may lead to a secret encounter with which I need to do in order to get a weapon point so I can upgrade my mods and you know, it's 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 stuff like that. It's it is it is a necessity to go and hunt that stuff out and like going back to the early levels that I've already cleaned out and then just romping through them in one quick go. Way more fun. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> okay. I, I I think I prefer just this the, the flow of just I'm gonna keep going. Uh I'm like I'm not gonna stop for finding all these secrets because i've already found them let's just get through the level and go and it, like then the, the pace feels nicer to me it feels feels great um just keep going uh yeah so there's there's that side of it um i think the way it tutorializes also gets really annoying as well like because it, it's introducing stuff frequently and it only really became jarring really? towards the end. Is there a um, lot that it has there, to introduce? Oh, there's loads of stuff, right. So, you, you, I mean, you've got your gun. So every time you find a gun, you get a little oh, pop-up yeah. on screen telling you what the gun's good at. Um, uh, whenever you encounter a new enemy, before you even see that enemy with your eyes, normally there's a pop-up on screen that says uh, that tells you what that enemy is and what its weak point is. Like the game will just stop and put a thing on screen. Which kind of takes away that whole "what the hell is that" moment when you enter, like because you don't you right. don't have that. It's just, just like you immediately I've, tells I've, you. Yeah, I've stepped in. The fight has only just begun, and it's put a prompt on screen saying, "Archvile, you need to do this to stop it from summoning creatures." And I'm like, oh, "I guess there's an archvile in this fight then <laughs> that I've never seen before." 
Uh, and yeah, so every every time you encounter a new mechanic, it like it stops and puts a prompt on screen rather than giving you the, like a discovery thing, like or you know letting you experience new enemies. Just like oh, what is that? Which I I think is kind of a important in a shooter, right? You kind of want to see something and have it organically introduced rather than the game just going. Yeah. Hang on I mean, a minute. That's a classic Let's... moment in in previous doom games right like yeah it's like oh what is what is this i don't want it to sort of go go like hang on a minute hang on a minute guys 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 put your weapons down for a moment i'm just gonna read the manual yeah we've, but we're <laughs> running into like the exact opposite end of the same problem that we always have where if you didn't know you'd go in there and just die from something that you didn't know <laughs> it's well, maybe, trying to give you it... information but it's just giving you information rather than like letting you learn it but like is that better <laughs> uh in this case, no. I think it's unnecessary. I think, like, it, the game pointing out that, like, I, I think, like, when they introduced Revenants, which are the the classic, they were in Doom twenty sixteen. These are the skeleton looking dudes that have like missile launchers on their back. Um, they introduce those and tell you immediately tell you that it's like, hey, you, if you shoot off the rocket packs, that's their weak point, so you can take out their missile capabilities. And it does that as it intro, you know, when the when you first see them in a fight, and it's like, yeah, oh, you can shoot their weak points for massive damage. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, well, fine, but maybe give me a few, maybe have, have give me a way of discovering that more organically than just immediately telling me this is how you kill the thing quicker. I mean, it's. it's- it would be more like the frustration of that classically is if you die from it if you if you die from something that you didn't work out in your in your first attempt then that's the frustration mm. well but if it's thing, I don't, I don't, things are too simple then that's frustrating in the opposite direction yeah here's the thing i don't know if there's any one concept in there that you couldn't necessarily figure out okay so let's go back to that arch file guy He's a bit different because he's a, he summons demons and they in um, and he summons summons buffed demons as well, which are also friggin' annoying. Buffed demons do lots more damage and they move at light speed. They're ridiculous, um, uh, and, you, and it's just like okay, well I've clearly got to take this guy out. But of course the room is full of things trying to kill me, and this guy likes to stand still a lot and put a shield up in front of him, front of him, and he takes quite a lot of damage. So what can I do? Right, I have to get behind him like disrupt. Dis- he tends to hang out in corners as well, which is friggin' annoying as well, because then you can just get bum-rushed into a bloody corner, which is one of my problems with, with the combat. So, yeah, I have to get behind his shield, shoot him a bit to stop the summoning, but then I can't stay there to actually do much damage to him because there's a horde of stuff following me. <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, it's not... You could have figured that out. It didn't wouldn't be too much of a... Um, a you know... A, a, he puts this giant orange wall in front of him, and it's like that would be kind of obvious. That's kind of stand out. They'd be like, "Oh, there's a thing I need to go and deal with." <laughs> you didn't need to stop and tell me. Um, there are some concepts where it's like, "Okay, I appreciate you actually told me what this section is about," because there are. I think, oil. I think this sucks. Actually, I hate this mechanic. There's, there's these thing. There's these stages where occasionally there'll be a buff totem in the encounter, which is just means there's one pint part of the current room you're in where there's a thing you can punch uh, and, but while that thing is in existence all the bad guys in the area are buffed um, and ridiculous uh, so basically what you've got to do is just and oh and some stuff keeps spawning while the buff totems around so it's like oh basically what you mean is that at the start of this fight I can I don't really I shouldn't really fight I should go find the buff totem first and deal with that Except for the first time they introduced the buff totem, you can't do that because there are bits of the level that start to open up as you kill things. 
So I spent a while like just running around this area, not really fighting things, because it's like, right, I've got to find this buff totem. And actually what the game wanted me to do is kill these buffed enemies for a while until weird tentacles can reveal teleporters. And <laughs> so I'm walking around all of the teleporters for ages, fighting these buff this endless horde of buffed enemies, until eventually one of the teleporters opens up that takes me to the totem I can punch and it all ends. And it's like, I don't quite... That's a weird way of introducing that thing. <laughs> like, why not just have it so... But then I just hate it anyway, because, yeah, as I say, it just devolves into every fight being like, well, I'm not fighting these guys. I'm going to go find the totem, deal with that first. Which could be anywhere on this maze-like arena sometimes. And it's, like, oh, it's just a sucky mechanic. Right. <sighs> what a shame. I don't know. It's just, and, and then I, I, think, I think everything they add to Doom in this particular one doesn't doesn't just doesn't doesn't really work actually takes away from it in a way, yeah i think the, the archbile is a bad enemy for instance it's like it's it's it, like i don't i don't think he is fun to fight and i don't think he adds much to it um the enemies that now have area of effect ground attacks that kind of sucks right because like it's hard to it's kind of difficult in an fps where you're shooting and it's so fast and stuff like that sometimes to see where the zones on the floor that are dangerous are and like something may just land on you and suddenly AOE the area and you're like, oh God, right now I've got somehow like my... even in Left 4 Dead 2, like I get that it that was missing from the set of zombies to have that area of effect spit a guy or whatever. But like, I don't know, they're annoying. <laughs> they're, yeah, hugely annoying. And there's a couple like the, the Cyber Mancubus that I mentioned earlier has an AOE attack and he can either slam the ground and make the ground around him like green and electric and dangerous. Um or you can shoot missiles at you that leave AOE effects on the floor for a while. And it's like, uh, yeah. And then you've got the Dread Knights that can, I think they're Dread Knights, that chase you down and AOE the floor as well around where they are. And it's like, oh, for the love of God, <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. I can't see what's going on. Um, yeah, so they suck. Uh, <laughs> what else have they added? Like, I don't think, like, they've added more traversal options. Like, you can climb walls in some spots and there's, you're like uh, the dash is a good addition. I like that. Okay, you can press you can press B at any time to just sort of do a little. A little it's a little bit like Halo Fives, like yeah, shuffle along the floor kind of thing, um, and it's pretty essential to getting around and getting. Some of the enemies are a lot faster than they used to be, so you need them to dodge attacks and stuff like that. And they they play to that as well. Some of the homing attacks you can stop the homing by dashing or double jumping out of the way. Um, fine, yeah, that that stuff works great. Uh, where you make me do platforming as just part just to get to the next part of the level most of the time that's fine it's okay it's a you know a pace another pace killer but it's but it's fine you can do that from time to time but some of those sections super suck like it's really not obvious where it wants me to go like there's one in particular where a building literally is like there's a jutty out bit of building that hides the bit of wall you're supposed to head towards and stick onto but you can't see it while like you're swinging off this pole to the next bit so i've got you've got to swing off to this after this pole turn right right just happen to like 90 degrees to your right just happen to see this wall then you got to dash towards it to stick to it which is fine but there's absolutely no telegraphing that that's where that bloody bit of wall was until you've swung across and died a few times Ugh. It's, it's just some of the design is like bafflingly bad in those platforming bits 
or bits where you're being shot at where you're trying to do a platform section. Those are very few and far between, but they're super irritating. And then I remembered actually the super shotgun has a meat hook and I probably could have grappled to onto the enemy and skipped oh, that use the enemies to, <laughs> yeah. to, to get across. Yeah, which I probably should have used the meat hook and the shotgun way more than I did, but the shotgun, you don't get a lot of shells and it uses two, like the super shotgun from Quake, it burns two shells per shot. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, it's, so you're burning through your ammo pretty quick with one of those. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's just, it's, it, it's just a whole collection of things that on their own don't sound terrible. But when you pile them up all at once, all the time, which is what Doom does... It gets very annoying. It's like there's a, there's fun to be had with Doom Eternal for sure. Like when it's when it's at its best. When you're doing the Slayer Gate challenges, for interest, um, for um, for example, those are great. Those are those are clearly just like this is doing this is just an encounter, load of enemies. They spawn at decent rate, um, but it, they can be long. They can be an intent and an, an, an intense fight, and those. Those feel fantastic. Those are great. So what's um, Slayer Gate exactly? Oh, uh, Slayer, Slayer Gates are optional challenges you can find. Um, so you have to find a Slayer key on the level first, which are normally near the gates. Um, but, you know, that's part of the secret finding. You've got to find your way to get to the key. But once you've found the key, you can then unlock the Slayer Gate and go into it. And it's these... They're, they are basically... They teleport... They these kind of existed in Doom 2016 as well, they, but they teleport you away to a specific, to a different arena where you're not hampered you know, and give you max health and max ammo at the start of the fight. Um, and it doesn't cost you anything to try it again if, like, if you can't do this, so you can go back to these as many times as you want. Um, and just puts you in a hard hard fight, basically, um, in, these, in these arenas. Mm. Uh, um, there's no other... I think Doom 2016 would throw in some extra rules on this. It's like, hey, this is a hard fight, but in order to finish it, you've also got to headshot the enemies or something like that. And so this isn't there in this one. This version's just a fight. Uh, I, yeah, I'm undecided about whether that's a good or a bad thing, honestly. But but hey, those those there's only six of them, I think, in the whole game, these Slayer Gates. But they're some of the best fights in the whole game. <laughs> they're just... Yeah, they're difficult, especially at the start of the game. But they're they're fun. That's what they what. That's what you these want, are. Right? What Doom these feel yeah. like? What Doom should be. Right. Um, it's a shame when the meta game is better than the. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which then leads me to the other kind of secret encounter, which I think I mentioned last time, which are the timed secret encounters you can find. Which they they take the form of like the gore nests that were in the first one. You can rip out there a bit of them <laughs> and then a fight starts which is what happened in doom 2016 in certain right. rooms you had to, that was just part of the story in that <laughs> oh god which i'll get to in a bit as well um uh yeah and these start these start fights which have a very very harsh time limit um but if you and that's it kind of that's all they do really it's like they'll start a fight fight near you with a harsh time limit if you fail it uh all the enemies die um and the then the and the challenge resets and like and you can go do it again except it, your ammo and your current health state don't change that you like so every time you attempt it you're potentially burning ammo and you're potentially burning health to give it a go um and honestly a lot of these challenges suck they, they are no fun at all like it's like the the whole fight fun, fun of doom is surviving not right yeah not hey i want to do all this stuff like within 
20 seconds or something because basically what they ends up coming down to towards the end of the game is like have i got some bfg ammo yeah all right cool let's do this fight the first time and let me just run around and see where everything it see see where the enemies are and see what they've spawned but i'm not going to burn any ammo i'm not gonna no. i'm just gonna run around well maybe kill a couple of the fodder and prop up my uh, health and armor a little bit maybe but let's just run down the clock on this um and then go right okay if i shoot in this general direction with the bfg i will win try and kite them into one place and blow <laughs> yeah. them all up and honestly that's what i did with a lot of them it was just like i've got some like, yeah they're like here's the cheap way of doing like let's run it once and then the second time i'll use the cheapest tactic available to me to do them because and that's no fun it really isn't they suck they they completely suck <laughs> i don't know why they're there uh and don't get me started on the last two bosses. Those are those are awful. <laughs> they they have all those problems compounded. Um, the last the last boss in particular is just has everything I've talked about all combined at once. It's even the timed element of it is kind of there as well. Oh no! <laughs> so it's like it's there's too many enemies. There's not enough fodder for you to kill to. To, 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 to plump up yeah. yourself, really. Um, the arena is... is Cramped. Okay, the arenas aren't too bad. The first half is kind of annoying, but the second half is 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 big enough where you've got some movement options. Right. Um, so so that's not so bad. Um, but uh, the, the, the enemies kind of spawn in and despawn every now and then, so you could be, like, whittling down the, the health of a whole load of enemies that you're eventually requiring to actually, you know, kill off and then get the resources from at some point during this whole thing. And then the boss will just despawn them all. And then it's like, no, where's all my stuff? Right, what you need. <laughs> so, then, so I spent a good number of those attempts, like just running around being like, I've got nothing. I've got, I'm practically out of ammo. I've got practically no health. Uh, I just need some little guys around that I can chainsaw right now and do easy kills on so I can boost myself up. And I'm spending half the fight just running, avoiding everything because I've got nothing I can do. Mm. Um, and then in addition, the boss has, is also attacking you as well with some baffling effects. Like there are just things that will fling you out of the level like randomly. Like you're still punching bits of stage and that can occasionally just send you off in a random direction. Even if the punch is nowhere near you. And, and like most of them happen too fast for you to see that they're coming and avoid whilst fighting everything else. It is it's just awful. It's the, probably the worst couple of hours I've spent this year in games honestly trying to do that last boss. Hmm. I don't understand why it's getting so much. I, 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 okay. Long story short, I don't understand why Doom Eternal is getting the praise it does because uh, it's. I think it, it at its core, there is a good game in there somewhere. In fact, there's a fantastic game in there somewhere, and that game's Doom 2016. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, <laughs> like you already played. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Sorry, and don't. Yeah, I haven't even touched on the story, which is nonsensical garbage. You have to read the. A lot of stuff happens that with with names and proper nouns being thrown. It's a, you know what it reminds me of. It reminds me of Halo Four, where it's just like there's a lot <laughs> of things being. There's a bunch of names. Yeah, there's suddenly a bunch of stuff that you're apparently very uh, acquainted with, but as a player, you have absolutely no idea. There's like there's a, there's another 
sentinel you meet at the start of the game called the betrayer who gives you a MacGuffin to do a thing and i'm like i have no idea who you are but you two clearly have history and it's right. uh and then like i don't know why i'm killing these priests i don't know who the khan maker is and why she's the bad guy and i don't I, i'm only going to know that well, she by makes reading <laughs> yeah I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm not even sure that's even true. true. Um, <laughs> um, but the only way I'm going to learn all this stuff is by reading a bucket load of text that I find in logs throughout a the bunch game. Of lore. It's, yeah, it's just, lazy lore. <laughs> yeah, and it's not it's it's not even good lore. It's naff. Right. <laughs> it's like, and, and it, it feels like it just squanders everything that the first game kind of built up like gone is the goofy tone gone is the well it's sort of there but not not nearly as strong like uh yeah gone is the energy company just trying to make a buck off hell um yeah, gone the is classic. the yeah gone is the gone is the bad guy from the first game he plays a very bizarre non-important role in this in this one hmm. the supercomputer you spend time you spend a whole mission systematically destroying in the first game is here and in a and in a sort of sort of palm in your hand chip that for some reason you have and that's never explained why you have it you know after you spent the entire last game destroying it it's that is bizarre it really is i i, I don't know what they were thinking they were clearly smoking something <laughs> <laughs> right but maybe not the right thing that they were smoking the first time yeah right? yeah it's a bit of a disappointment. Yeah. Well, I mean, Doom still Doom. The, the previous it's a good-looking game. I'll give it that. Yeah. I was playing it on my... Uh, I Okay. Massive, massive caveat here, I guess. I get the feeling this would have played a whole lot better on PC. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, yeah. just, just the control scheme would have felt a whole, more, a whole lot more manageable, I think, on PC. I mean, it's Doom. Yeah. I wasn't even playing it in a particularly hard difficulty setting. I'm like two out of the five, I think. Like, really? Oh my god! I was like hurt me plenty mode, which is like one yeah. above the the base. And then I think it, you, then I think you get ultra violence nightmare and ultra nightmare. Ultra nightmare. What? Yeah, they That's did that stupid. in the first game. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I haven't even touched the multiplayer, but I, I, I think I might be done. Well. You're doomed. I'm doomed. Oh, and the music's not as good as the first game either. You know, not so much. There's, there's some bangers, but not as many as the first game. Yeah, that's an important element. Hmm. Okay. Well, they tried to give you more, but they ended up being less. Ended up messier. Yeah. yeah. I think the, the yeah the core combat loop and that and that the idea behind that hey they get glory kills for health, flame for armor, chainsaw for ammo. And the few other perks you can get around that stuff. That's just that core system works, and it, and is and is fun. Um, yeah, it's just the trappings around everything. <laughs> like, yeah, mm. fun to be had, but not not a, yeah, not a complete, not a complete win. Sorry, that was a classic role review, but. Hey, I, I, it wound it wound me up. At the it end. Sounds it like really it deserved did. it this time, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's brutally flawed. Uh, and I haven't really been doing a lot else, honestly. I played, been been dabbling with No Man's Sky. Still haven't got my freighter. I mean, we did um, briefly attempt that in to, to see how multiplayer worked, and it worked exactly yeah. as you would expect, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it, it worked. 
can't really nothing really to complain about there. It just sort of worked. Oh, although I mean, we did we make, it made my game crash a couple times. Oh yeah, when you warped onto me that one time, and then some one other random time as well that didn't seem to be related to warping to me. No, it just sort of, yeah, just sort of crashed out, which I haven't had in single player. It's like, mm. That's like, that's already happened those couple times. And I guess we didn't really do anything. Like we didn't do a mission or anything. No, we were just sort of faffing around, being like, yeah. this, and, and Zach's like, oh, what's your what's your home planet like? <laughs> well, it's not my home planet, the one I decided to set up. Well, so why do you put your base on? That's kind of your home planet. <laughs> yeah, it's not my starting planet, but yeah. Um. Yeah, you still haven't um, got your freighter. Well, I've literally only just found an Atlas station. Oh, okay. So you have at least jumped far enough for it to trigger the like the next step in whatever story. I mean, that was one more jump away. Yeah, <laughs> probably would be like. Yeah, that. I, I've I haven't I haven't made many jumps. I made another jump to go find a black hole, which I found, and then was like, and then it told me to go back to where I was to do the next part of the Artemis storyline. I was like, oh, okay. Well, this jump was pointless then. Other than I better get my exosuit upgrade while I'm here. Well, I mean, <laughs> the. Uh, you, Assuming that it works like I think it does and it is working it off jumps, it probably doesn't matter what direction you jump. <laughs> it's just the fact that you have jumped. Well, they, they both turned up on the galaxy map, right? So I'd made one, yeah, I'd made one jump to where where my home system is. And then it was one, it's one jump away to the Atlas station, which I'm now at and I just haven't done. I've, so I've literally landed in it and I just haven't spoken to the orb. Right. Um, uh, or the black hole was another jump in a different direction. Yeah, that, and, I mean... The I think the Atlas stations are fixed and the black holes are, but then like the Artemis thing will just spawn because it's those are all just missions on planets, so it's just like it just procedurally picks a location that's suitable one of the different types of building or whatever. Mm. So those ones will just be in a random direction. Yeah, I mean that storyline's now thrust me towards seeking out Atlas anyway. Yeah, so so they that's, they that's... do kind of all interlink a little bit. Yeah, so it makes sense for me to investigate this stuff now. But, but the freighter will just be like there'll be a system you jump into, and it, you'll just be in a in a space battle mm. defending a freighter. And then when you win, the freighter is like the captain is just like here, have this freighter. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that's how that goes. So yeah, that, that's I'm looking forward to that. Um, I, I mean, I did stumble upon a random black hole, but. I didn't think to go through it at the time because I was kind of like, well, I'm on my way to something else. You just stay there. I'll come back to you later. But then I can't, it disappeared off my galaxy map. So like, well, I can't it, get, it was only the, temporary. Yeah. The map will always only point you to like the nearest one for things like that, for like the Atlas station and the black hole. So if you went like in a different direction, but like it's the, the black hole it's pointing you towards is probably the one closest to the center of the galaxy and nearest to you. I mean, it pulled, it pulled me out of pulse in my home system was where mm. i found this one. Oh right because then you can now find them through like the random pulse spawn system i guess yeah and i was kind of like oh that's fine that's here like i presumably the game will map that and i'll come back to it and it's no. like no <laughs> all that's all the stuff in it that pulls you out of pulse is totally temporary mm. yeah i had a random trader pull me out of pulse and be like buy my stuff <laughs> those are really annoying because i'm always yeah. hopeful it's going to be something way more interesting than that but it's not it's just another goddamn trade <laughs> <laughs> i don't know like i wish there's more to it at the point in the game i'm at i've literally been playing like my my clock is up to like 14 hours so it's like quite a bit hmm. and yet i don't really feel like i've progressed very far still I guess I'm faffing around on planet surface too much, and I should really just crack on with the missions. But yeah, probably. And also, like 
as I started playing it more again, when, when we were playing it and a little bit more by myself, I started to remember like, oh yeah, these are the tricks that that really help you do things a lot quicker that I probably need to tell Rob about. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because it's just like the... Because the, I told you about the the stupid hydrogen cycle. Mm, where you can yeah. create infinite hydrogen, essentially. <laughs> which is real helpful because you use that for launch fuel in the early game. But like, there's... I As I looked at my base and what I'd been doing in, in my freighter and all the stuff I was storing, I was like, oh yeah, I remembered. Because like, once you get the two item refiner the one that's attached to the base rather than portable basically you oh make... yes I can, I, can, I can build one of those now but i need to you need to put it inside yeah you need to put it on a floor essentially yeah i think i've got enough uh, prefabs now so i could actually build a, a little base but i remembered like once you get that you effectively have infinite of every resource essentially because practically almost every basic resource you just put you put that resource plus oxygen and it just multiplies the resource so oxygen is like the the one resource you need to worry about at that point because all the other oh. ones you could just multiply <laughs> interesting because oxygen actually doesn't seem all that common no like, not, com you... not compared to like ferrite dust well no because it's not like right? something you just mine out of the ground but you no. can put down those like atmosphere extractors ah right okay yeah and I I've think seen that. I've seen those on the list because there's again this is another part of the weird like where they made two different base systems and they don't really mesh correctly. There's like there's I think the oxygen extractor you can unlock early is almost that doesn't have to be in a base. That's just like you can put that anywhere on a planet and it, you fuel it with carbon and you know like a normal refiner or whatever. And I think that one always gets oxygen and then like the the later one you get, which has to be part of a base and has to be on the power grid and all this stuff, that pulls like a specific resource related to that planet. So I think you can always get oxygen quite easily just using the using one of those atmosphere extractors quite early on. Mm. And I apparently I don't do that any longer because I don't have any of those. And I'm I I was trying to work out like so where am I getting all this oxygen from? And I think it's just because I just had a ton of oxygen and then like. I just don't use very much anymore. I just don't use resources, I guess. <laughs> right. The only resources I do use are hydrogen and tritium for the frigate fuel because I'm constantly sending my fleet out to do stuff, and that's right. just giving yeah. me resources. I, I I had to do, I did have to do a little funky little thing. I well, I had to build I built a landing pad. Yeah. Because <laughs> had it's a, a funny little good idea to not have your ship just spawn inside buildings all the time. Yeah, well, I had a funny little bug where, it, like, originally, like, it would it would put my ship quite a long way away from the buildings, and it's like that's fine, I, that's not too bad. I can just walk walk over, and and then it started spawning my ship into my storage crate. I feel like that was probably um, because when we were in multiplayer, it was spawning my ship as well, and then it was like it had switched to like the second and third slot or whatever. Yeah, well, it kept it kept doing that every time. Was the thing like that from there on? Even in single player, it's like I, if I teleported back to my base, my ship would be in the storage container, and I couldn't get in the storage container while the ship was there. Yeah. Um. So I, uh, yeah, I built a landing pad to solve that problem. <laughs> it's also good because then you don't use launch fuel if you've landed. Oh, landing pad. is that what that does? And also, uh. I, that was another thing that I didn't remember until I started playing. Is like when you're flying around and you're just exploring a planet, you know how you get those green rings that show you where you can land? Yes. Though if those you land are... on those, you don't use launch fuel, even if it's not like a pad. Ah, amazing. Okay. 
So when you're yeah, exploring I definitely a planet, always, just... always land on one of those. They just land like in the opens. Yeah, I've always, those are quite convenient because you can just like stick your nose at it and then just then just <laughs> press X and it'll sort yep. itself out. Yeah. Um. So that's all right. Yeah, I, I'm surprised. I I wasn't expecting to be drawn in by it quite as much as I am. Yeah. It's 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 ticking. You know, it's it's you know what it is. It's it's one of those games where I can literally just faff around. And not yeah. be stressed. You don't have to think about what you're doing, especially because yeah. wandering around, making little little bits of progress, little things. And, yeah, just checking checking off a list slowly, and I think that's no man's sky okay. slash yeah. animal crossing. <laughs> yeah, it's a the, little bit. the 2020 games. <laughs> Although no man's sky kind of has much less time constraints even than animal crossing. Right. I mean, the Which, the, the problem in no man's sky is like than... timers, not time constraints like it, there's a lot of software it's like you can only this refreshes once every 24 hours yeah <laughs> like the frigate missions are like that cooldowns yeah. but then yeah uh, yeah there's there's a, there's a few things like that but it's not too bad there's always something you could be doing and it's I'm, I'm getting that same i think i'm getting that same sort of itch scratched that games like spirit fairer did you know where it's just like there's just always something that's not particularly taxing but there's always something to do yeah Yeah, so I'm surprised. I'd quite like, like it's supposedly like the, the because the PC version is also on Game Pass right now, and I'd quite like to pull that down to make perhaps playing multiplayer as Zach a bit more convenient. Although it's yeah, it's fine. It cross played well enough. Yeah, you just have um, a friend code essentially built into yeah. the game. Um, oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, so you know, but the 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 win the Windows Store won't let me download the PC version for some reason. It keeps <laughs> erroring out. Good old Windows Store. Yeah, doing its thing. Be nice to nice to try it there, but yeah, can't. <laughs> I mean, I I kind of want to see it. At, you know, if I come over to yours at some point <laughs> before it. All right, yeah. So I can actually see what it looks like in modern graphics. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because you get you got the patch, but I guess you can't ramp it all the way up. Yes. I'm nowhere near being able. I can barely run that game even in shit quality because that game just isn't very well optimized. <laughs> I mean, I will say, like, it, even even though it's got the Series X sticker on it now, and it's like, yeah, it's not. I I I think it was kind of done quickly for Series X. If you see what I mean, it's not it's not pushing any boundaries, and it no. can. There are spots where it can get a touch framey, um, uh, here and there. And the loading's not as quick as you want because I think it's not really loading. It's one of those games that because it procedurally generates everything. Yeah. I think it's just, you know, it's having to process the seed all the time. Speaking of processing the seed, that was one of the weird things when I came back to my save file. Like, basically, the three planets that I have bases on are different. Because <laughs> when, <they, laughs> right. when they introduced the new planet biomes, they did specifically say that they... I think what they said was they they didn't change the geometry of the planets, but sometimes the biomes might change. So like your base won't end up stuck underground or like <laughs> halfway up a cliff or whatever. It will still be on the same terrain. But like especially on my main my main sort of farming base, the environment is totally different and it's turned into like this weird I mentioned before the monochrome planets, and it's kind of turned into a monochrome planet, but not quite. It's like this weird super washed out but there's like some weird red highlighting and then strangely like when a uh, like a super storm comes in that is like the the bad environmental effect where it messes with your suit environment faster 
so you have to recharge your defenses more. When one of those comes in, for some reason, the color goes back to normal. <laughs> oh, that's weird. <laughs> so it's like it's when the weather's bad, but you can actually see better. <laughs> <laughs> that's bizarre. I, I should probably show you, see if we can find that crimson planet. Yeah, and I and then like my, I found. my first base has like at night the like all the grass just glows neon pink in waves, which looks oh. really crazy. Oh, that's cool! I want to see that. Yeah, we should actually get back in there again. I guess. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We should definitely play some more of that. It's uh, if nothing else, it was nice to have a bit of company while I'm d- dealing with my faff. Yes, and then also. <laughs> It will give me an opportunity to potentially remember more things that will be helpful because I apparently don't remember them unless I'm actually playing the game. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not really making much money at the moment, so I'm doing little trades here and there. And I'm just doing that thing where it's like, oh, okay, if I get like just a few bits where the demand says, oh, it's minus 50% here, oh, I'll buy up a few of those. Yeah. And then in the next system, it's like, oh, well, I can sell all those off. I'll make a t- t- tiny bit of money. I'll, yeah, I'll I mean, that. if you. If you get like the trade scanner for your ships, that's when you can actually, you know, exploit the full, that trade system fully. But it's yeah, not that's necessary, really. Just if you're always buying in the negative and selling in, in neutral or positive, you're always making money. Yeah, I'm already running up against a few things that I know I can't do because it's like, oh, you don't have the surveying upgrade for your visor yet. So it's like, oh, you can't see, you can't really use these buildings. And it's mm. like, oh, okay, right. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll come back to this this idea later. Um, like if I wanted to put a mineral extractor on a deposit or something like that, it's like, yeah, or, you know, something, you know, some way of getting resources. It's like, yeah, you can't do that yet. Yeah. So, oh, all right. But like, I mean, I guess theoretically farming is the easiest way to make money but again that's on just like such long cooldowns for everything the plants take you know hours literally to grow so in my main farming base i just have like four biodomes that have plants in and then i've calculated it out so that i only have to come in there and just harvest everything like once a day and then convert all those plant products into the highest tier of craftable products i can make and then just sell those and that's just how i make a ton of money (laughs) Hmm. Not that I need money any longer, really. I've saved up a whole ton of money for buying a new freighter if I ever find one that has good stats, but I still haven't. They all just have bad stats. I need hmm. I need an S-class <laughs> freighter. My, my freighter has been C-class since the start of the game. I think this one that I do have, I did buy at some point, because it's it's technically a super freighter, which is it's like it's not a thing in the game. It's just like a background stat thing. But it's a C-class one. It's I've never found a, a one that's all a super freighter that's anything apart from C-class, <laughs> which I'd really like because then I could, you know, then I could actually upgrade it because that's what I'm waiting on. I have like a bunch of upgrade modules and like cargo bay expansions and stuff that will fit on my freighter. But obviously, I don't want to do that until I've got the last freighter I'm ever going to have. <laughs> hmm. So I need to find an S-class one. <laughs> You know that um, that my base was built around a uh, crashed starship. Yeah, that starship's disappeared. <laughs> well, oh. I we tried. I like when I first joined, we tried to repair it because I gave yeah. you some of the bits. And assuming that repair went through, you should have that ship somewhere. But because you don't have a freighter, you can't really access. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I finished the repair. Honestly, I think I just sort of looked looked at it and was like, eh, to come back to that. <laughs> Well, now, it's, now it's just sort of gone because <laughs> i was 
because we were talking about like you theoretically only need to repair like the launch thrusters and the pulse engine i think as far as i Some, remember yeah someone else told me something about that um yeah that you only need to do a couple couple bits and the rest you can leave because they just get in the way of the slots yeah um uh, which the game doesn't tell you apparently unless well, I mean, a mission later on why i have to do that but i guess it's kind of meant to be obvious that like because those repair parts, I guess you'd find out as soon as you repaired one of those, you'd realize that all it does is free up its slot because it's not actually attached to a ship system. Maybe the game sort of implies, you know, when you look at those bits, they all sound important, is the thing. <laughs> so, yeah. it's like, so it's like, oh, I've got to repair all of this to get the ship working. And it's like, mm, not really. But the only yeah, other thing I... that those do, I guess, is like because they, because they count as like taking up or. or obstructing those cargo slots if you sell a ship where you haven't repaired those it's worth much less because the yeah. ship value is based on the cargo size essentially yeah it makes sense but still it might be i guess i guess it's still a decent way of making money later on if you find crashed ones just to get them flying and then sell them without or, doing or much. reprocess them because you can just melt them down for parts uh, oh can you yeah although again the amount of parts you get back is also based on the same system so Repairing those cargo bay blocking parts would still give you more parts when you reprocess them. I don't know that I've seen many ship designs that I'd actually want to change to, though. I like no. how, how my one looks. Like, yeah, the, it's like, the... I've, I've seen one that looks a bit like a jellyfish. Look, looks, oh, you've seen one cool. of the squid ships. Those are yeah, kind of, those are kind looked, of rare. It looked, it, looked, it looked pretty rad. Um, yeah. So, well, there's... someone someone parked one at the anomaly. Oh, right. That's yeah, how I course. saw it. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, you have, you the starting ship is I guess the fighter class where they have like the you know it's almost X wing esque almost in body and then like fighter wings at the back. But then I think you, when we were when I was in your system, it was like oh look at they're, they're mostly shuttles, those kind of yeah. dumpy. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. They they look like they should have a um um a, you know a a. a, a a little neon sign at the front telling them where they're going and a number of which bus route it's on. Yeah. You know, just <laughs> and then like the legitimate cargo ships are kind of similar but more blocky. Those are those can be okay looking, depending on how fat they get. Because I've got one which just where like instead of wings, it just has more cargo modules, so it's basically a giant cube <laughs> with a cockpit on the front. And then the fourth class is what is the fourth class? I don't even remember. Again, haven't been playing the game enough to remember everything. Saucer. No, because I've got a couple <laughs> of the other type of rare ships, the ball ships, mm. where they have a, like a central sphere that the ring, that the wings spread off. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Weird. Those are kind of cool, but the trouble with the exotic ships, as they're called, is like they don't, they kind of intentionally don't have as good cargo bays they're more about the stats but then like the cargo bay is kind of what you want most of the time mm. especially in the early game where you're wanting to haul shit around to make money and keep stuff in general before you have a freighter to store things in or more storage containers maybe there are certain missions that the exotics are good at is that what you mean or... well i think they generally have pretty good combat stats if you outfit mm. them for combat but then i I prefer to just have like one ship that I just use for everything. So that's why I, ha I have a like I have a fighter as my base ship that I use for everything. That, that sure. you know, it's then got enough cargo space for cargo, but also enough cargo space to fit all weapon upgrades in as well. Because obviously, mm. the weapon upgrades fit in those slots, so it's reasonably competent. 
rather than exceptional at one thing. I'm learning a lot of language. <laughs> yes, that's kind of important. But I'm beginning to understand some callback sentences now. I can't believe how much I still screw up. It's like I have, I could sometimes I'll see a full sentence with my translator modules that I also have equipped into my suit. But like I can still completely, when there's sometimes it will just be like one or two words and somehow they'll be the most important words and I'll still completely vote up whatever puzzle it's trying to tell me to do. Oh, oh, well, I haven't got to the point where, yeah, that's been a problem yet, where, you know, the language that people are speaking in the stations is actually important. It's just because everyone I talk to, it's just like request dialogue help. Well, sure, <laughs> to learn the dialogue. But when you're out in like, you know, abandoned bases or whatever, and you access a console and it's and it, the puzzle is trying to tell you to give you free options to pick from. And it's like you have to pick the right one. Oh, then, so those get because, language encoded, right? I haven't yeah. seen one that's not been just numbers so far. Yeah, those are those are for the observatory ones with the numbers are for for like locating the crash ships or whatever or other sites of interest. But then when you get to like a manufacturing facility and it's like this alarm is going off because there's something stuck down there, and then the screen will tell you a bunch of information that's in the language. And if you have enough words, you can be like, okay, I think I probably have to purge this vent instead of adding more materials or whatever. <laughs> Make everything explode button. Yeah. But I still screw those up all the time because <laughs> I, mm -hmm. even though I have so much language, it can still just be like one word that gets missed, and it just completely doesn't let you interpret what it wants you to do correctly. Oh, that's funny. I quite like that. That's, that's quite good. It gives you a reason to keep keep learning it, I guess. Yeah. That's No Man's Sky, I guess. I guess so. It's like, hey, I feel kind of bad for like No Man's Lie four years ago or whenever it was when it came out. But hey, it, the game wasn't what it is now back then. No, exactly. no. But in a way, they kind of said that it was going to build over time, but also they may get overpromised. So kind of yep. deserve what they got. <laughs> I think, I, I think, yeah, I think most of their promises are kind of there now. It's like yeah. it still doesn't look like their, their, ether, their announcement trailer, but, no. yeah, well, but whatever. What does, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's definitely gotten closer with the next gen patch. I did have some pretty hilarious animal fails, though, as they all sort of tried to wedge themselves in a cave at one point that I was in. They're like these big, like, stegosaurus-looking things. Oh. Were just kind of wedging. They all sort of ended up on top of each other and just sort of bundling into this cave and <laughs> throwing me about. And I wasn't getting hurt, but I was sort of, like, pinging about a bit in the process. Weird. It, was, it was kind of hilarious. I did remember... Like when I was playing again, it was like, oh yeah, the stupid spawning system is still annoyingly janky, where it's like underground creatures don't really spawn very often. I don't think I've ever seen an underground creature. Yeah, it's it's super annoying because whether you're when you're trying to like complete a planet where it's like scan all the animals, mm. and at least they do now give you on the list, it will tell you like where the unknown animals spawn. So it will be like oh, underwater, underground, <laughs> so oh, you can actually find out that. which ones you're missing. Yeah. But like still then, even if it's like, oh, this creature spawns underground, it's like, well, does it though? <laughs> you have to get it into a certain like the way the spawning system is so picky about particularly underground and sometimes about underwater as well. Where it's just like you have to look in a certain direction and then because of the way the animals spawn around you, it will then it will choose to spawn these creatures. <laughs> And I have had a new and possibly even more annoying bug where always submit your findings before leaving a planet. 
because there was one time where I scanned everything on the planet, like I'd completed the list, but I forgot to upload them or like it's a it's a really annoying system because there's like the upload all button in the main list where you mm. just upload everything you've seen but if you've completed a planet you have to go into that planet specific animal list and then there's a separate button there to upload the completion bonus oh weird which is really annoying and dumb but yeah. there was one time where i'd scanned down all the animals on a planet and the, and the completion bonus had been unlocked but i forgot to do it before i took off so I took off, and then after I'd gone to like a different planet for a minute, I was like, oh, yeah, I need to upload that. But then when I went back into the list, some of the animals I'd scanned had suddenly been marked as extinct. <laughs> and then when really? I flew back to the planet, they were still there, but I couldn't, there was no new animals to scan, even though it claimed there was new animals to scan. And so I couldn't re upload that completion bonus. <laughs> Weird. And I was like, well, fuck you, game. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, if you're going for planet completion, don't forget to upload it before you leave because otherwise the system might weirdly glitch out because i thought that was only i thought the extinct thing was actually a clever solution to the problem of how they had changed the planet biomes because like my the base the planet my base is on obviously has completely different animals and trees now but all the old ones that i scanned are still in the list they're just marked as extinct <laughs> and i was like oh yeah that's that's a good way to solve that problem, I suppose. Except apparently there's also a bug in that system that just makes animals that still exist count as extinct for no apparent reason. <laughs> mm. Weird. You been playing anything else? Um, well, I've been playing a bunch more Breath of the Wild, mainly. Oh, cool. Getting for it. I've only got like 20 more shrines to go. Just like all the ones in the desert and the highlands of the <laughs> desert. Oh, so really long. getting through it then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, you know, as I said, once you've experienced that game a couple of times, it's just like, you can just go straight there. <laughs> you just go to, you remember where the shrines are, you just go there and you just do them. And it's like, right. it doesn't take very long at all. Although I have also got, I have also been doing the Koroks. So I've now fully expanded my inventory again. Thanks to the Korok mask, obviously. <laughs> oh, right. Fully though. Yeah. You okay. only need like 450. <laughs> you only need like <laughs> half of the in the game. <laughs> I mean, that's only going to take like a week. Oh, but God. it's actually with the Korok mask and with Hero's path on the map where it just shows you where you've been, it's actually really easy to like, you know, cover the right. map because you can see the exact places you've already been thanks to the Hero's path and you can just wear the Korok mask at all times. So as soon as you get anywhere near a Korok, you're like, oh, here's one. <laughs> so that makes it much easier to just harvest those quite fast but yeah now i went i've only just entered the desert and then i just immediately went directly across the desert to get the last great fairy fountain <laughs> and now i'm like oh yep i can upgrade all, all my armor to full so that shouldn't be a problem and of course i'm intending to do as much of the exploration as i possibly can before i do the yiga clan hideout and have them start appearing all over the place because, mm. as we well know, super annoying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do that last, I guess. I don't know if you... Like, I was trying to remember if it's how many of the shrines in the desert it's possible to do, because the you have to do the Yiga clan to do the divine the desert divine beast, because you have to get the Thunder Helmet back, because they stole it. So mm. you, you're going to have to do that to trigger the Yiga clan, but yeah, then when the true. divine beast is in the desert, it causes, like... A, area of death around it or whatever with the lightning storms and the sandstorms mm. so i don't know if you can necessarily get all of the shrines in the desert while that's still there 
and there's one specifically that you can't do the the sand seal race you can't do that until you've done the divine beasts as well mm. right yeah so sand seals you're not totally going to be able to do everything before the year clan <laughs> which is you know i just wish there were, i wish i wish in all this the weird DLC armor that they've added with like the Majora's mask and the Twilight helmet and all this stuff. I wish just one of those was like, if you wear this, the Yiga clan won't come. <laughs> yeah, that's, if you wear this, the Yiga clan won't come. And if you wear this, then you can climb in the rain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would have been nice. I don't know. I don't actually know what the bonus of Majora's mask is because it says some enemies will be have. It will be harder for some enemies to see you. And I'm like. Which enemies? Maybe the Eager Clan? <laughs> <laughs> I'll oh have to God, look that it's... up and find out what that actual bonus means. Because that would be great. But it probably is just a generic stealth bonus. Probably. At least with the Eager Clan, you get a few bananas out of it. True, but I have, like, I've been to the jungle, so I've got, right. I've got, <laughs> yeah, got a shit ton of bananas at this point. <laughs> and I did also, like, I, when I was watching a video about Breath of the Wild as well, I learned something that I guess is probably actually obvious and I just never really put two and two together, which is like when you're using the bar barbarian armor that gives you the power buff, the attack oh, yeah. buff, that doesn't stack with food. <laughs> right. So there's no point in eating mighty banana food and wearing the barbarian armor. Mm. It's one or the other. <laughs> that seems like a like a shame. Well, yeah, kind of. But then, then of course, it does mean that you can have, like, if you're wearing the barbarian army, you can eat defensive food instead, or you can wear defensive armor and eat the might food and have the equivalent effect. Yeah. Mm. That's what I would typically do, I think. It was just kind of a shame that you can't double stack it and just be super powered. But then again, I've also reached the point where, because I'm in normal, of course, it's just like I've definitely gone past the flip where you suddenly become super powerful and you you have more weapons than you could ever carry and you're constantly just you chucking worry things. Anymore. Yeah. You're using the normal armor or, or like I'm, the, the hero's armor or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> The champion's tunic, champion's the, tunic, the yeah. one that lets you see health bars because that's really helpful for seeing stealthed enemies as well. Yeah. So you accidentally run into hidden Lazalfos or whatever, and then obviously the Korok mask because I have to wear that. <laughs> Do you just uh, wear that basically all the time? Yeah. Because I'm like, why not? So I'll just hear Koroks as I'm traveling around. You just look ridiculous at all times. <laughs> yeah, and then the barbarian legs just for the attack bonus. <laughs> So that's quite You've nice. Got barbarian legs. <laughs> Are you not constantly swapping to the? I was always. I spent most of my time in the climbing gear, to be honest. I haven't really. I mean, once I got max stamina, it was just like, yeah, I don't really need this any longer. I guess right. <laughs> it's still faster, though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, max max stamina and Rivali's Gale. You just. Oh yeah. <laughs> you could just go up Gale. as much as you want. Really. <laughs> <laughs> but Gale's on a timeout, isn't it as well? Sure, but it's a cooldown, yeah. It's not too bad. It's not like the Mifas one where it's like 20 minutes. It's significantly right, yeah. faster than that. But yeah, I've been getting through that. And I, I've done all the memories as well. I snuck into Hyrule Castle for just oh, long enough right. to get that memory and then left again. The one in the Princess's Tower thing. Yeah. yeah. But I haven't completed the, the last secret memory or whatever. I've still got to go and do that. But that's fine. That's not really that important. I don't even remember what that gives you. 
because I did remember that doing all the shrines gives you this, the tunic of the wild, the classic oh, green yeah. armor. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have to go and harvest a shit ton of dragon parts to upgrade it. <laughs> God damn those oh, dragons. Yeah, and that takes, it, mm. that takes quite a bit of effort, doesn't it? Yeah. I didn't like that. I mean, the dragons were probably the most annoying thing for me. Like in well, terms of resources, because they were just—I like, mean—they're they're cool in principle, but cool. actually getting stuff off them. But... Yeah, you just had to be like, you know, you had to work, you had to figure out where they spawn, and then figure out where the nearest like campfire is that you could just reset the day over and over, and like what time of day they come past, and then just be there. <laughs> it isn't too bad once you figure it out. In fact, I think with the lightning dragon specifically, there's a place on the map. It's up in the jungle area. It comes yeah. out of a lake at the top of yeah, the waterfalls. That's right. Yeah, but, I remember. But that. normally the dragons like won't spawn if you're too close. In some cases, mm. but for some reason with that lake specifically, it will. So you can put a campfire right there and just like literally sit at the campfire, have the dragon spawn literally two feet away from you, shoot it, reset the campfire again, just do that over and over and over, and just like harvest a ton of dragon parts off that one in like no time at all. <laughs> Aren't there some of them you really do have to be sort of like floating around and it like having a weird sky fight with them? Or well, there's that one mission where you have to free yeah. the ice dragon that at the does top that. of the mountain, right? Yeah. But then once you've done that once, it just turns back into a normal dragon, where it just comes down the valley, and that's the easiest place to go and harvest that one because it's a nice place you can jump off. <laughs> but yeah. I was still really bad at hitting him with the arrows for some reason. I was well, you, past them. Yeah, you do, you do just... The trouble with the dragons in that aspect is, like, it's quite hard to get an idea of how big they actually are. Yeah. Like, you want to be super close to make sure you're hitting the exact part of the dragon you want to get or whatever. Yeah. But you don't really have a sense of scale until you've done it a few times. You're like, oh, yeah, I could, I, I'm sort of getting the hang of getting real close to it now. Hmm. And obviously, ideally, you want the specific armor to resist whatever effect it's firing at you the whole time. Yeah. Rubber armor for the electric dragon and ice armor for the ice dragon and then fire armor for the fire dragon so you don't get frozen get in midair and just fall to your death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Zelda. Yeah, getting through. I mean... I, technically, I'm, I'm still not really that close to being done because I have to do all the DLC stuff as well. Another however many shrines there are from that oh, right like to get four to... per other divine beast so that's like another 16 plus the extra four on the plateau <laughs> and then the final dungeon for the master cycle and the sword trials when i eventually get to that too <laughs> so still plenty more to go but plenty you know, to do. it's going pretty quick <laughs> once you know what you're doing and i'm getting better at the combat again better at the dodgers <laughs> I'm wondering if I could actually return to that game now. You know what I mean? Like, or if I, if it's been so long that I probably do have to just start again, or like how easy it would be to just pick up where I was. Well, left I mean, it. it's, it's not like you're going to Might forget well like the story or whatever, because there's not much. No, it's like that, that side of it, don't really care. <laughs> but also, you know, it's not like you get you get more skills or anything you just get better at using the skills you have so theoretically yeah. it's like probably not that difficult to come back to really no i guess i could go to like poopy areas right and just like near the start of the game and just be like well let's just do, go do all the things i guess i'm not gonna get plateau. tutorialized yeah. much but yeah I, and there's still I, even at this point uh, there's still like well it's mainly because i watched a few videos again about the game in general i was like oh here's some new tricks i can try 
to make things slightly better. I'm also getting slightly better at remembering to use stasis in combat. <laughs> oh, I always forgot to use those powers in the combat. Because just freezing things for just a second, even if it immediately, because stasis doesn't last, doesn't last practically long. any time at all like on enemies, but it's, you know, just hold a Lionel in place for a second and then headshot it <laughs> so it gets stunned and then jump on. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Also, apparently, uh, this was another thing that comes from a video. Apparently, when you jump when you jump on a Lionel's back and stab it in the back like you do with that weird animation, apparently that doesn't use weapon durability. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Huh. Handy. So you can always use your most powerful weapon and not have it immediately break if you're doing if you want to go through the trouble of switching weapons all the time, of course. <laughs> and I also relearned the old infinite backstabs technique. That classic weird glitch technique of like when you backstab with an enemy and they go ragdoll, and then they, yeah. then then after they ragdoll, they do that jumping up animation where they jump up and turn around to see who backstabbed them. Right. But if you like, if you do the backstab and then immediately crouch again, because for some reason the sneak strike animation puts you out of crouch, which I always found stupid. But if you do the backstab animation and then crouch again and then just move round to what would be in front of them. Because you're still in stealth. When they jump up, they turn around and then you just backstab them again. Oh, right. <laughs> and so you can just chain that forever if you want. Of them. Oh, that's, oh, that's pretty funny. That's pretty stupid. <laughs> and also hilarious. And very I useful in master mode where enemies have so much goddamn health. Right. When you can backstab them once, you can just keep doing it over and over until they die. <laughs> chain backstabs. That's cool. And that, that that's like a fun... I wouldn't want them to fix that. No, I mean, I, I kind of love it when there's like ways to mess with the systems like that that aren't immediately super obvious, right? Yeah. yeah. That's great. I mean, that's pretty much what that game is, right? It's yeah. just a collection of systems that can all, you can exploit in places, but that's absolutely fine because it's yeah, working the within the rules. Yeah. yeah, and I've definitely been, I've been sort of intentionally trying to do that kind of stuff inside shrines where it's just like how can i do this shrine in a non-conventional way <laughs> how can i totally glitch this shrine out and just like climb over the wall instead of actually going through the whole thing yeah nice because there's definitely a couple you could do that on Some yeah of them are very I think, easy I think to I'm, do in fact i think i definitely glitched a couple there was one shrine where i was trying to get to this chest that was on like a high pillar and you and like I don't even remember how you were meant to do it in the end. I think I just hadn't, like, you. Ha I think you, it was one of the ones with bombs. I think you had to, like, not blow up some of the blocks so you had a higher platform to jump from, but I accidentally blew them all up. But there is another way to get up there legitimately. But then I was trying to see if I could, like, use Magnesis to throw a metal block into the air and then stasis it in midair on the way down and then jump onto that and use it as a midair platform. Because you can actually <laughs> do that in theory, but it's real difficult to be, like, you use the motion control to flick the magnesis up in the air and then go through the whole menu to switch the stasis and then get your cur cursor back over it as it's falling past you. Mm. It's like, it's not easy to do, but you can theoretically do it. <laughs> so yeah, that's Zelda. It's, you know, still good. <laughs> it's still good. It's still good. It's still good. And then... Some amount of Factorio has happened again because I haven't played that for like weeks, really. So I went back to my space exploration save and then was like, what the hell was I doing? The trouble is that I, I'm, I've reached one of those points where I have a lot of stuff to, to like do, but it, it's, all, it's like 
I'm not making any progress any longer. Like I haven't done any research for ages. I'm just having to build a lot of stuff. And it's kind of, that's the slightly less interesting part because it's not even design work. It's just like, I've already designed these things. I just have to copy and paste and go back to my base and pick up more materials and then keep dumping more and more buildings all over the place. Because I'm just trying to build something quite large. I guess I, you know, it's only like that because I want it to be fancy rather than just like making a big mess. Because you could, that's the typical thing of Factorio is like you, you either have a very fancy, nicely laid out main bus with rail lines and all that stuff, or you have spaghetti. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I always try to avoid spaghetti because I don't like that as much. I like, I like to make designs. But then at a certain point when you're making a huge design like this whole space situation where I'm like, thinking about how this one planet is going to interact with all these other planets and then, then you're going to have to have rocket silos and the rocket silos are going to have to have landing pads at the other end and they have to send resources back and forth automatically and it's a huge amount of resources because it's like late game tech that uses all these resources so i'm going to need tons of trains and tons of train stations and that's all got to be automated so it's just like it's a lot of building work but the design work is sort of already done so it's sort of busy work i guess at that point <laughs> Which is fine if I'm like listening to a podcast or whatever. I can still do that to start laying down more rails or whatever while listening to something else more interesting. But yeah, I'm still playing this space exploration save in the hope that one day I might actually get to see the goddamn spaceships. Because <laughs> that is like the end game, but it's so deep in the end game. You have to really do a lot of space research which I mentioned the last time I talked about this, where it's like you have to you have to do the research in space. So you have to have all this rocket in infrastructure, even though theoretically once you get the spaceships, those sort of supersede the rockets as like right. a more useful way to transport stuff around because they can store a lot more and they're a lot more customizable. And whereas the rocket silos, it's like you have a rocket that can fire its payload to a landing pad. <laughs> So for every landing pad, you have to have a rocket silo, and then that's then you're building a ship down a rocket silos. So no chance of a uh, video series on the space exploration part for, for a while. <laughs> no, or oh, maybe like I could do a video about where I am currently, but not like a series of videos. Yeah. You'd have to get to space again and then sort of start from there. Well, it's not, it's more like just because of how long a series, even with the sped up footage, it would be like way longer than, than my current, than the Factory 1.0 series. Yeah, you might not be able to do the sped up footage thing with it. Like, you'd have to be like, right, okay, I've built some, this, here's what I've, you just cut, you know. Yeah, it would like, be like, I've built now. it'd be like a cut and then on screen it would be like 12 hours later. <laughs> here's yeah, where yeah. I am now. Something like that. <laughs> And yeah, uh, speaking of that, the, I theoretically only have one more video to upload. <laughs> and wow. it'll be the complete series. What a series. You'll be able to see me getting that last achievement. Because <laughs> in the last video, I technically already finished the game. <laughs> I launched the rocket in the save, which is technically the end of the game, except it's not. <laughs> spoilers. It's not spoilers, the video's already up. <laughs> <laughs> It has already spoilers been up for like a week. That yeah, I know. Spoilers for those that haven't watched it. But yeah, this last the last video, I still haven't started edit, editing it because it will probably take a little more effort because it's actually, it's got the normal 
start, end, and sped up footage, but then there's also the extra bit at the end where I get the achievement and everything because that didn't extra happen. End. Didn't didn't happen during the time I was playing. I had to do like an extra session, so that is going to have a cut with a six hours later kind of thing or whatever. Mm. But yeah, then that will be done. I won't have to worry about that anymore. But <laughs> won't have content. to won't have to worry about exporting videos overnight any longer for a while until I record some <laughs> more stuff. Speaking of things that I might record, I almost forgot. I guess this is going way back to news. <laughs> they finally start uh, put the Oxygen Not Included DLC into Alpha. So, like, that is coming now. People in the Alpha have started playing it, and videos have been going up on various YouTube channels about it, and which I've very specifically not been watching. Because <laughs> I'm like, I want to see that fresh, but... Now I'm running into the problem of like, how do I know when to go into that? Because obviously not included. I did go in technically in early access, but quite late in early access. So it had like most of the features. But in the case of the DLC, it sounds like it's, you know, it's alpha. So it's quite early in the, in its early access. So it probably doesn't have all the features. But then how do I know when it will have all these features? Right. It's like I'll have to not watch these YouTube videos, but look at like the thumbnails to try and figure out how complete it looks. <laughs> mm. And everyone, I'm still waiting for Subnautica DLC to get finished. Apparently, it has voice acting now, so they must be pretty close to done. <laughs> hmm. What's that? The uh, the ice? Yeah, the ice ice one. As much it's as that. Subnautica Sub Zero. Yeah. Is it? Sub, 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 sub. I think so. <laughs> but yeah, that's as much as that is not really a DLC. It's practically a, just another version of Subnautica, I guess. A sequel almost. Except not really. Went to, um, we went to view a house yesterday, and there was the one. <laughs> there, there, there were a few gamers in that house, as it turned out. <laughs> um, and uh, that was the the one boxed copy I, of something I spotted was a boxed copy of Subnautica <laughs> on Xbone. That's definitely <laughs> weird. Yeah. Well, they've got good, good taste in houses. Well, yeah, but games. why not <laughs> downloaded copy? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, a boxed copy is kind of yeah. for for a game like that anyway. It's kind of kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, that is that is the kind of thing I would have done, I guess, probably if I hmm. was playing on a console because I I prefer to buy the physical oh, yeah. copies okay. of stuff. I've got nothing against it, but yeah, it's just just not not. I, I, for some reason, I just didn't expect Subnautica to have a box copy. You know? Yeah, it's those indie games that are surprising when they do, like um, Crypt of the Necrodancer on Switch, where it's like, why does that have a oh, box? Oh yeah, copy? yeah. <laughs> but then you can get that boxed copy of like uh, the the Zelda one as well, can't you? Yeah. The, um, Cadence. Yeah. The Cadence of Hope. I was always tempted by that thing's DLC as well. Mm. Didn't. Maybe once I, maybe if I ever have like a significant amount of gold points on my Switch account again, I'll be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I can yeah. expend these on that DLC because <laughs> that's basically <laughs> what I did with the Zelda DLC. <laughs> Spend those points on something before they expire. Ninety need to announce some games though. It's not going to be this year. Yeah. No. Yeah. Still waiting on Breath of the Wild two and Metroid. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Droid, secret F Zero project. <laughs> As always, it's always <laughs> there secretly. These are two games where we have no idea how how long they're going to take. Right? I guess. 
with no. Breath of the Wild Two will probably be next year, right? Yeah, I would. I would. I sort of expect it to be at this point. Yeah. Metroid. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I mean, not after its restart, its reboot. Yeah. How long ago was that though? Like the start of this year, maybe uh, a bit longer than that. Maybe now, I think year or two. Who knows? It's hard to yeah. distinguish what the start of this year was like. Yeah. The before times. Yeah. I I did actually literally have that happen to me the other day where I was like, holy shit, Kobe Bryant died this year? <laughs> <laughs> that was in January? <laughs> what? Right. <laughs> right, is that you then, Zeg? Yep, that's pretty much it. I think it's wrapping wrap up time, just in time. Yeah. Um, well, unfortunately, I'm cooking my own food tonight, so I don't need to worry. Oh, handy. Oh, that's good. I have, but I haven't got anything to talk, talk about it, really. Um, what are we doing uh, video-wise? Oh, I guess over at Din. Uh, we'll be next week. Yeah, the last part of the Portal 2 co-op series went up yesterday because I've been a bit lax. Cool. Um, but that's fine because uh, yeah, I've been filling space. Yeah, yeah. Is that the end of the story with... for Portal 2? Uh, yeah, well, the extra bit. Oh, there's an extra bit. There's a, ah. the Portal 2 story finished in the last episode we did, but there's there's more. There's so a we bit carried with, on. where you go fishing with Big the Cat. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's the... <laughs> don't, don't miss that part of Portal 2. Absolutely not. I mean, what what else is the Borealis for, if not? Anyway, uh, yeah, so check that out on our YouTube channel. Um, also check out the video <laughs> um, with... Uh, the extra bit of Sonic Adventure with Big the Cat that's also on there somewhere. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> and uh, check out the last, last of, of the extended series of uh, Factorio videos. Once that gets uploaded. Once that gets uploaded and there'll be yeah. some, some dinning. The, the, overdid, the next Overdin video might be a while because it's the one I've got to do it's some been, edits on. We've got to edit uh, that one. Oh, and I lost some of it, which was irritating because DaVinci Resolve crashed at one point and hadn't saved some of the edits. Oh, so it's, yeah. Okay. Well, so I, yeah, I don't have to do it's It's not too, it's not too bad an edit. It's just, it requires more work than I normally do. So, Hey, I've got to find time, yeah. <laughs> find time from not playing games. And, you know, I really wanted to finish doom. <laughs> well, doom you is done. that makes sense. And this is done, done, done a podcast. I've done a podcast. We done did a podcast and we'll be done doing another one in a couple of weeks. Not so, quite getting the year yet, but here yeah. it comes. And then it'll be game of the year. So we'll catch you for that. Bye.